The internet is a vast ocean of unofficial intelligence. The following views and opinions expressed on this show do not represent the parties expressing them. Their jokes lighten up. Now let's start the show. The case we're about to go on is very dangerous. Requires courage, ingenuity, and above all things, intelligence. That is correct. Sometimes you've got brain. Don't let us go to your head. Medulla oblongata. That is one big pile of shit. How's you showing what you've discovered so far? We ain't found shit. Boom. You looking for this? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Unofficial Intelligence Podcast. It's your best friend, Steve, here, along with Ben and Anthony, as always. It's a special day, a special episode. We have a special guest. I'll introduce him in just a moment. But before I do, a couple of announcements right out of the gate. Today is a special day, like I mentioned, because we launched the YouTube page. You guys have been waiting anxiously for the Hot Sauce Challenge. We finally posted that. It is up there. Go watch it. We need your votes. Leave them in the comments. DM us at Instagram. If you haven't already followed us there, it's unofficial underscore pod. Uh, slide in the DMs. Let us know who you thought took the Hot Sauce Challenge down so we can finally announce a winner. Uh, that being said, we have a lot to talk about today. And we have a special guest for the first time. We have somebody in the studio who's going to hang out the whole time. Help me welcome. Well, well, first of all, let me back that up. I'll cut this out because the intro was good up until that point. <laughs> you might know him as the Windex guy. We know him as Justin. But to the world, he is Chef Justin Werner. What is up? Yeah. Guys, I cannot tell you how excited and how long I've been looking forward to this. I mean, did I think I was going to be your first guest? No. Did I think I'd be your best guest? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So I mean, you yeah. flew all the way yeah. out from California just to be yeah, here yeah, today. Yeah. So. And yeah. you're flying right back after we are done recording. Yeah. Immediately. You got a couple more shows to record today. Howard Stern? Yeah. Is that yeah next we, week? It's, a, it's a big rundown. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming. Uh, you know, we're probably going to feature an extended talking snack segment today because, again, we're here at the chef. We want his take. We want to see what he likes to eat, what he likes to snack on. So uh, maybe we'll just get right into it. What do you think? Let's do it. Talk wait, 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 can I jump off with, uh, I want to give, I want to give, listen to the podcast, Benny, big, big props for fully knowing what the Michelin star was. Like, oh, yeah, that was, yeah, 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 we, all, we, we was, all learned something that you know, day. It's not the most common knowledge that people know that the, the, the one star is noteworthy, the two is travel worthy, uh, or yeah, the, the third is like traveling around the world and that there's yeah. a, a, a ratio to it. And you know, it, that's. I, I did not expect that information to come spewing out of your mouth. That Thank you. Really, hey, listen, really Benny, good, he drops a lot of, you know, nuggets of truth on, really on the show. So we're thankful for that. I um, spent a lot of the, the pandemic on food related things. So, yeah, no, nailed it. Really good. So Justin is saying that we have unofficial. Unofficial <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> I always forget to use that damn thing. Uh, but Sorry, I'm, I wasn't so. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um. Hit it. Justin's making us nervous today. I can yeah, feel I'm it. making you nervous. I'm, I'm glad he's here. Yeah, it's, but honestly, it's this coffee. Fuck you. All right. You know what? Let's get into it. Talking snacks. So, you know, we spent the weekend uh, together more, or what felt like the weekend. We went to Yankee Stadium uh, for what should have been the first, the first game of the Subway Series. It got rained out. Um, you know, we, we, we were looking forward to the good eats throughout the stadium, but unfortunately there was none to be had. We were at the wrong stadium. We were at the wrong stadium for that. We, we tried to door dash stuff from City Field, but they, <laughs> they wouldn't deliver to our section. It was a little too long of a trip for them. Yeah, but 
Yeah, and, I mean, you you have a prepared uh, note if you want to go over some of the things. That do we want to do that, or are we going to make the the dramatic reading video? Oh yeah, maybe, maybe we'll do that. We got. I guess we, we got to pad that. out this YouTube page. Yeah, okay. I mean to sum it all up, it was just it felt like a long breakup. It just kept getting prolonged and yeah. prolonged, and uh, you know you you scramble to go out to dinner to mend things, and we just couldn't find that dinner. We we found some dinners, but they yeah. were, the lines were fucking atrocious well justin you got you look like you had some like decent food you had the what was it like crab fries some chicken or something well first of all it was terrible it was terrible but, yeah it was it was ben almost got some, and... we almost got some when we gave up on little bills or we were just standing around meanwhile we could have been online just just the balls on these people to, to serve this and charge so much what you in there what you what you wander around yankee stadium looking what what sucks the least for a couple uh, hours no. before fucking sending you home? Unreal. Got, well, what I a little bit of unofficial intelligence here. You know, I think it sucks so bad. Be, besides the fact that it's Yankee Stadium Corporation, they are in an agreement with uh, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, and they have like their own. Oh, really? Concession. That dude is like the Sith. Of yeah. Owners. So they have their Literally. own concession company. So I'm sure everything you can get oh. at Yankee. Wait, that's Stadium. not true, right? No, it is. It's like Legends concessions or oh, something okay, like that. Okay. Okay. Oh. So I'm sure everything that you can get in uh, Yankee Stadium is you at, get at at a uh, what Arlington Cow- Dallas yeah, Cowboys, the Cowboys Stadium, Stadium or whatever is, it is. Yeah. They suck, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. You. Uh, so we went. I and I went on. Yesterday, when we're recording this Sunday, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. for the double header, we went. The only place that was really worth going to, and there was no line at it when we went, was uh, Bobby's Burger Place. Mm. So Bobby Flay has a burger place in there, and what I appreciate about that place is it's not trying to do too much. It's like the perfect backyard barbecue burger. Yeah, but he, you know, he's got the the potato chips on there. The bacon is really good, and his sauce is like a like a sun dried tomato sauce on it. It was really good. Yo, I hate Bobby Flay. Listen, oh, I, I, know. you know what? Everything I'm sh- about this guy. Yeah, I, I mean, let's go I did a little re- bit. What, why? Yeah, we I, can go I've never it. seen somebody make a whole career out of like six flavors. Every single thing he does <laughs> is just uh, just rearranging. Let, let, let me tell you, every, every dish, ready? It's a, a blue corn crusted halibut <laughs> with, with uh, a, a, a chili oil, like probably two chili oils and, and a cilantro pineapple salsa. I just, I basically just named like 80% of all his That menus. was all like, of Gato's yeah, like yeah, restaurant. Yeah, every, every, everything <laughs> really? is, is, is blue corn crusted. Every, every, everything had everything. a corn crust. Yo, it, oh, this guy. And I remember going, going there and uh, yeah, I, I've been to a couple of his restaurants. And if one thing I do think uh, his restaurants, the Mezcal game is very strong. Yeah. Very strong. Like if, if you're like a, a serious Mezcal person, his, his restaurants are, are, are worth checking out for that. But again, I just, you watch top, you watch him on uh, Iron Chef and, and, and man, I just feel like this guy just rearranges every menu from the previous episode. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just, he well, just... what about, because um, I never really followed him too much. Like the only thing I really know him for is I know he has the TV shows and I know he's got the Bobby's Burger Palace that was at the mall that we used to work at. So I appreciate him for the burgers. Yep. But what, like, what about like Beat Bobby Flay? So it sounds like it was pretty easy to Yo, beat Bobby Flay. Yeah, right? Does he? I've watched a couple of them. I feel like yeah. he's won like half of them, but... I got some insider yeah, information. Yeah, we we we, we had, we've heard some. Somebody who's beat Bobby Flay. My my wife's a big Bobby Flay fan. Okay, she she loves him. She's gonna be so mad about this. <laughs> I mean, we all watch the Food Network and whatever else that he. I don't get to see all the behind the scenes. Um, but she got invited to go watch one of the live uh, taping recordings in the city, and uh, I was like, "So what is is it like?" And she goes, "Yeah, well, after they get the two chefs go head to head and they go on to the next round." They name their signature dish, 
And then Bobby Flay has a whole team of people with iPads just pulling up stuff of what he can do. And like you said, in almost every episode, he's using Serrano peppers or like Calabrian chili oil, which is like one of his favorite things that he yep. ever uses. <laughs> but um, I met him once at Bobby's Burger Palace in the mall. Really? The Smith Haven Mall. What the hell was he doing there? That's the first. That was the first restaurant he ever opened of Bobby Burger's Palace. Is he and a, it was in Smith. New York? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, uh, I, I, some, of, some of the hate that I... Huh attributed his way i mean i I don't you know i'm kind of indifferent i don't you know really not for or against the guy personally but i remember reading an article like a way ways back he he was buying a house out east and he was like terrible to the people involved or something like that yeah he was like a big asshole there and that might be unofficial intelligence (laughs) might have just made all that up but my personal experience with the guy really nice yeah sometimes you catch people on bad days but that's like i mean i don't i try i don't really get wrapped up in like the celebrity chef because there's besides gus uh guy Guy Fieri. Oh, oh okay, my okay. God! Don't get me started. On oh, this we're gonna thing. get know, you started. I I, but I do, I do. Love, you don't like going to Flavor Town? <laughs> I do love the show in the fact that he's giving a lot of people shine. Yep. Okay. And he's a, just seems like a nice guy. I don't think I would ever eat at one of his restaurants. Is he the Larry? Is he the Larry the Cable Guy of the culinary world? Yo, very much so. <laughs> That's a really good. And, and it's diners dining and, and diners diving drive-in triple D dives. triple D. Oh, so when's he been to a drive a, a, a drive-in? Like I've never he seen never seen does. No, yeah, I've never like, seen a dri- an just, actual drive-in. No, man, you know, this guy wakes up every single day, puts on pants, brushes his teeth, and promptly embarrasses the industry. I mean, <laughs> like, you know, it is unreal. So that is horrible to treat yeah. the first uh, famous cook show champion of Food Network. Yeah. No, speaking of... Emerald kicked it off. Emerald's yeah, the, Emerald the dude. Yeah, he was yeah, the first. Yeah, 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 he was yeah. the first everything. But big up to him. Yeah, he like kind of he paved the way. Food Network. But he created it. Because before then, what, what was it? Was it just like... T- like the early morning TBS I, shows before Emerald, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, what I mean, it must have been like was. very basic cooking, maybe like Julia Childs and something no, like An- that. Yo, Anthony That's Bourdain was the, never on that. But before Emerald, yo, I, I mean, Anthony I, Bourdain's I, been doing it for a long time. Yeah, but I don't think on Food Network. I, I no? feel like Emerald just oh, maybe just, Travel Channel just or paved the way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I had a stockpot, like an Emerald brand stockpot huh? with the triclad base. Dude, oh. there was a good. 10 years of my life that I couldn't salt anything without saying bam, bam. <laughs> bam. yeah amazing but yeah, he was the one I mean, now do you do the salt bay move yeah now Uh-oh. it's like that you know real quick before you mention uh, you know cooking show champions I you have I, I could have done better with your intro Justin that's my bad you are a cooking show champion and for the people at home that don't know season 11 episode 3 of Chopped our boy won the whole damn kit and caboodle yep so congrats yep. on that do you care to give us a little uh, a brief, like a brief history on how you got into food because I know when we all started hanging out and stuff uh, obviously a popular job amongst all our friends was working at restaurants and stuff like that so um, you know from serving tables to getting involved in the kitchen when did you realize you had like uh, like a, a passion to, to cook and, and, and again if you want to just give us a brief history of because I know you uh studied abroad and stuff yeah, like that yeah, yeah. and so yeah if you don't mind i mean the way people listening. It, it kicked off i actually got a job here uh it was blackstone steakhouse in huntington on, on long island mm-hmm. and the, the chef there was like the first real chef i had ever interacted with and mm-hmm. and you know it wasn't following a recipe that was um, um just using intuitive cooking and, and making things from scratch and blah blah and he had worked in in manhattan for a long time a, a chef named david burke and uh had restaurants in the city this guy, Rob, who ran Blackstone, was a chef in there. He came out to Long Island, was a chef there. I met him, and he told me quickly that one day I will get off the tit and go work in the city. <laughs> Meaning, like, stop, you know, stop playing with the little boys and go play yeah. with the big boys. 
you know, we're all about playing with boys. And then, <laughs> so, you know, I went into the city and you were like very quick to see like what made you a Manhattan chef and what made me like a Long Island chef yeah. and, and cook and, and, and going in there. And uh, yeah, dude, I just fell in love with it. And you, you knew it because the first year I was commuting from Long Island and it was like, yeah, that alone, hours. you got to be pretty dedicated to uh, yeah, go through so that commute. When I finally, uh, I got linked up with Kraft of Tom Colicchio, the, the bald guy on Top Chef, who, yeah, who yeah. Fortsworth has really done a, a, a lot, a lot for me. And I got that job. When I, when I went there, you you kind of trial. You you work a couple days for free. And I go down there and I'm working, I think, like four straight days for free. You really wanted it. And on a Friday, Tom Colicchio comes downstairs, taps me on the shoulder, takes me aside. And he's like, yo, I want to have this conversation with you personally because I don't want you to get discouraged. He's like, there's no job here for you. But uh, in this area, there's a lot of things going on. There's Union Square Cafe, uh, Gotham Bar and Grill, Gramercy Tavern. It was a very happening area at that time. Yeah. He's like, yo, I don't want you to get discouraged. I want you to like continue and go look at another place. And I had my heart set on it. And I had probably the only time in my life I had the, the, the balls. And, and I looked at him. I told him I didn't travel two hours to be here today yeah. to work at the place next to Kraft. I'll see you tomorrow. Walked right out the door. Wow. And, you know, if you ever do that, you, you got to just walk out the door. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. That's a power around. move. You can't, yeah, and I came back and worked, I think, three more days for free. And then he hired me. Wow. And then like six years later, I was like running the place, you know, and like. Dude, that's it, crazy. Yeah. That's like one of those old school stories that you don't like hear anymore. It's like, I just waited in the lobby for four yeah, weeks yeah. and then they gave me a job. And now I'm the president suit. CEO. I want my best suit and went in every day and said, I'm looking for a job. Can you hire me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, that's no. awesome, man. And it's probably the only time, the ballsiest time. And it definitely uh, paid off for me. And then, you know, and, and then, then you start really understanding your pedigree and the other big chefs and, and the people who have paved the way for you. And. You know, my industry, there's a lot to be learned for working for free. And that's when I yeah. wound up linking up and go to Noma when it was the best restaurant in the world. And I did like... And where's term, that? That's... Copenhagen. Yeah. And uh, uh, wow. Scandinavian cuisine in general is, is really on the rise right now. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you talked about the best food in the world. Tokyo, New York, I was Spain. Say Scandi- Scandinavia wouldn't be on my yeah, short list. Yeah, though. at all. And that, so to even put that on the map is, uh, is, is, was, was pretty huge. Yeah. And I wound up doing it with the term there is a, is a stagiaire. And I went and worked there for like six months for free. And you wow. know, Copenhagen's an expensive I place to be when you're not making money. I don't mean to cut you off. And I, I definitely want to get back into like the story there. But I remember, you, you know, you said that you don't think of Scandinavia as a place where you know you'd want to go. I, find, I, just, like, I just don't think of it as a place. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's not real, according to some people. Yeah. Um, but no, I was, I was watching, we won't get to, onto David Chang, but I was watching like Ugly Delicious on like his pizza episode. Yeah, yeah. And oh, one of the places. The wine bottle? Uh, I think so. They Lucali. rolled the pizza with the wine yeah. bottle, But yeah. one, of the, um, one of the pizza places was in Denmark. I oh. think it was in Copenhagen. And they were like, you know, doing their own kind of twists on it. But so oh. there's a lot of places in that area that are like doing really interesting stuff with food. Like not yep. trying to do like, okay, this is Italian cuisine. It's, you know, their spin on everything. So I'm sure that was like a really cool experience and you learned a lot of things there. It, it is a, a, a very, very cool part in the world. And for what's worth, I'm a massive David Chang okay, fan. Okay, good. All right. Everything, awesome. everything, everything about him. He rubs some people the wrong way. Yeah. You know, I like him. So I've worked with a, a lot of people who worked with him in the past. And my understanding is that he was um, a, a little bit of a prima donna and, 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 a, and a little dramatic. I just, Which he know, admits. Yeah. That's what I kind of like. His podcast yeah. is kind of, is now like, the the new version of him the the like humble you know, real talk the industry the restaurant industry has a very funny way of humbling you it will put yeah. you in your place <laughs> oh, sure, yeah you know, i definitely had a while there you can watch my episode chopped where i thought i was hot shit when i yeah. when i shot but i think they also cut it to make you look that you way know, too and to be clear they egg you on nonsense yeah. oh i bet and, i i told a similar story when my brother was on master chef they were trying to play his character up as like the loud obnoxious italian yeah. they kept on telling him to like curse you know 
he, he, at one point, I think he cursed a couple times and he was kind of like, ah, oh, man, my bad, you know, and then they're like, oh, no, 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 play that up, play that. You know yep. what I mean? It was like, they, they look for like all their characters and then they really, Between you know, every round, it's, uh, whose dish do you think you're better than? Why, why, who deserves to go yeah. home? Who, why do you like this better? Who's, who's Producers are like, here? yeah, just talk a little bit of shit about that yep. shit. And, and to know. where you were at mentally, you were like all about Oh, yeah, you're, you're shitting like, on it. And, oh, and you're revved up and you're yeah. amped up and I'm like, yo, this guy sucks. Look at this <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, yo, that dish? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I had a lot. Justin, lot was that. that your first time on TV? Yeah, yeah. Oh, other than that episode of To Catch a Predator, that was like... Really, yeah, no, <laughs> that I, episode aired, though? I thought it was a little too... <laughs> well, we got we got our hands on the file and it's uh, on the, okay, the, okay. the no, OnlyFans. No, that, 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 was, that was my uh, my first... Uh, yeah, I, I have an IMDb. Yeah, well, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah I'm actually on IMDb, too, for Mike Short. Really? Yeah, yeah. Love that. So what, what happened after Copenhagen? Oh, yes. After Noma or so, during Noma? So leading up to it too, I, I I worked for Tom Colicchio for about six and a half years. He he's really done uh, a lot for me. He's he's really badass. I went and worked at Per Se. That's a Thomas Keller restaurant. He has the book called The French Laundry, which was like a bible to me when oh, I was yeah. younger. And and I worked there for about two years in 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 Manhattan. A uh, couple other uh, big time spots. When I came back from from Copenhagen, just when I it was like, yo, you, you start to get like. 30 and you start to realize that if I turn 40, I'm never going to like live anywhere other than here. So I kind of had this like little panicky thing. It just got my like whole life into it, into a, you know, drove across the country to, to California, which for what's worth was in part for a, a woman. It, it's the only reason any guy does I know anything that story ever, well, my no friend. matter what, no matter what I say it all the time, if she'd fuck me in a cardboard box, I would never buy a house. Like, it's just amazing. Yeah. You do, it was just amazing what we'll, what we'll do for, for a woman at times. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, no, it, it, and then, you know, California, I was, I was running a restaurant out there called The the Playground, which a big shout out to anybody who affiliated with it. It's really a very cool place. Yeah, that, it really uh, was. We mentioned that on another episode too, that specific yep. dinner that we uh, had there with you. Oh, Just a, a, a really cool concept owned and ran by a, a, a really stellar individual named Jason Quinn. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm like super, super stoked about my my time out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's been a, been a, a wild ride in the... The, the chop shit was just kind of hilarious in the middle of it. It helped fund a lot, a lot of this. I have had yeah. a lot of opportunities to work in some really upper tier places, maybe and and maybe not had to choose a job on how much money I was making and more on how much I could learn. And sure. and, and you know having somebody drop like six and a half thousand dollars in the in the middle that was really good. And I say that because on chop you don't get anything close to the ten k. Yeah, yeah, they tax the living hell. Yeah. Well, that's what I you know I always found like so fascinating about what you did. Because like to me to go two days without getting paid for my work it would probably put me in like, you know, a tailspin and like <laughs> worrying about what the hell am I going to do yeah. about rent and phone bill, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So like to have the balls yeah. Yeah. to You're do investing. something like that is, Yo, it's is like insane. It's like investing in yourself. Like, no, yeah, you're right. it's, it's something. From no, what I, mean, I gather from those shows, like, like inside the chef's like lives, they always talk about like you either have you get the passion later on in life where you always knew that you were going to do something like this, but they always say like, I put so much time and effort into my, my dishes, my cooking, like my technique. And they always have to do something for free. It's not like you just wake, you go there, yeah. show them like how you can julienne a carrot and they're like, let's go. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you have to put your heart and soul into it. Uh, yep. two, two things I want to ask you about is, um, you, Worked for the Olympics. What yeah. was that? What was that like? And what? How did that come about? And you know, what, what was that whole process? All right. So in 2012, uh, I linked up with the, this company who uh, they they cook essentially like a staff meal for the staff of the Olympics. So to be clear, the people we were cooking for were 
the people sweeping up and replacing the bags and the garbage pails and 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 security and 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 et cetera. And it was wild. They they linked together a couple chefs who kind of knew what they were doing, paid their 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 flight and everything over there, and was told. Oh, which that, ones? Which Olympics were you at? Where'd you the go? 2012 in London. Oh, cool, yeah. nice. Which for what's worth, if you're ever really looking to see a place and experience it. Don't go there during the Olympics. Yeah. It's, it's like oh, the yeah, worst representation yeah. of like of like that place. Yeah. If you're going for It'll the Olympics, really that's totally different. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was something. So so I get there and they explained to us that they're gonna use this like uh, it's called like man service or or, or something where they just <laughs> they, they they just give you labor. Like they're 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 gonna give you like thirty like warm bodies. And I was explained that you were just like skilled cooks. I assume this was like a a thing that just links people looking for work and, and with their profession. And you know you could. It's it's not a permanent job. You're kind of like a temp in, in, in this situation. And I thought it was going to be like 30 like skilled cooks, but it turned out it was like 30 heroin addicts. Oh, and man. it was like a, just a complete nightmare. With you included. Included. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah, with Justin like, in there too. So that must yeah. have been like, who do they think I am? Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know. I'm, really? I, yeah, I fly off the handle like <laughs> three or four times a day. Like I'm, I'm usually good for it every every couple hours. One thing I'll say about myself though, I do fly off the handle and then right back on. I'm usually pretty good in like yeah. 15 minutes if you just, if you just yeah. leave, leave it alone. But uh, it, it, it was uh, pretty wild. What we stayed in was borderline a hostel. You would not really find it all that like luxurious or, or anything. I did do it for the, the free trip to London. But the problem is that during the Olympics, everybody there is either American, Australian. And as soon as I start talking, some guys are like, oh, oh, where are you from? Where are you from? I'm like, New York. He's like, oh, I'm from Georgia. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, dude, that's cool and all. But I didn't fly seven <laughs> hours to talk to a guy yeah. from Georgia. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know? Could have been like, worse. You could have bumped into somebody from Long Island. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Yikes. It, it felt more likely than meeting like genuine like, <laughs> uh, uh, London natives. Like. Yeah, yeah. But what were you cooking for them? Just you know, macaroni and cheese. Yeah, and like big, big baked fish, and you know, the food was not the the driving force. I, I really saw this opportunity as something to put a little money in my pocket and get a free trip to and an interesting credit on the resume too. Say, yeah. It probably looks better on the resume than you know most people realize it, it, what the job was. We knew that the the food was going to be a very uh, catering, chafing dishes type style, but all the other things were were worth. You know, at the end of the day, I'm 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 glad I did it. It was it was it was interesting. It was a little bit of a letdown of experience. But yeah. You know, and uh, and you know, I like London. I like London a lot. I went there for a couple days went, last year, and it yeah. was just awesome. I think I think New Yorkers blend well there. I think if you if you take somebody mm -hmm. from New York, especially and if you have experience off, living in the city, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, their subway's not all that different. Yeah, they're, they're, the people, yeah, it, it does that they have similar priorities to we do. They're trendy, they're fashionable. It, it's it's there's a lot in common with New York. And not not to get into it, but they're having like a little bit of a food renaissance there as well, where it's not like you know, Very for much so, so long it, it had such a horrible. Uh, reputation for like English and food. Um, <laughs> the one restaurant I did go there that I really enjoyed was Duck and Waffle. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I've never been. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. The, the main one that they have that's like overlooking something. It's like at the top of some building. Is like booked solid. But we were walking around Piccadilly Circus the last day before we were about to fly out, and there's like another location there. We just walked right in, sat down, had, had uh, brunch there. So did really Ben good. see Big Ben in London? <laughs> I did, but it was under construction. So uh, little Ben or medium-sized <laughs> Ben and Big Ben? Yeah. Sort ben. of Big Ben. Um, did, did you go to culinary school? I did. I went to uh, first to culinary school here on, uh, in Long Island, and it was just called like the Culinary Academy of Long Island, which is amazing because that's Cali, you know, and how, how it acts. Uh, and then, uh, and then I also went to the French Culinary Institute in Manhattan, which has now turned into the International Studies. They've changed their name. They're no longer just French there, which, if anything, makes a lot of sense because in this game right now, if you're a chef, you, you can have anything brought to you at any moment overnight. I can get a piece of citrus from Japan, a, a, a lamb from Italy, and, and have it here by Wednesday. 
So like, it really is no longer okay to just be like, I'm an Italian food chef, yeah. you know, yeah. you know yeah. then you're an unemployed chef. Like, you, <laughs> you really got to have a, a pretty good knowledge of like all the things going on in, in, a, in a lot of different cuisines. You don't have to know, you're never going to know everything in the world, but you really do need to be more versatile these days. And can you talk a little bit about what you actually really did come back here for? So I'm hoping to, I have the groundwork laid to start a new project at the end of this year. That is, uh, I'm, I'm very excited about, and there'll be more to come. And in the meantime, I'm trying to take some time off. Well, side note, this is the first time I'd seen my mom since the pandemic. So yeah. I really wanted to come home and, yeah. uh, and spend some time with her. But separately, um, I'm trying to take the, the next couple months, really hoping to hit full speed for this in October and November, and just learn and experience. So I came out here, and I lined up little like trails and stages. These are, are again, working for free in exchange to just Experience your kitchen. See what you're doing different. See your, your menu yeah. and the behind the scenes and et cetera. And, and uh, I, would, I did one at Danielle and uh, Jean-Georges and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, two, two of the, the bigger ones out here. Uh, Cosme, Casimono, a couple other uh, really cool spots that I've had some great meals at. You know, right now I'm just uh, uh, n- nonstop just researching and, and I've been doing a lot of R&D and working on little pastries and just things that areas of my game that I think are a little weak so that this way when I start this project in October. I'm hoping to like fire out of a cannon with this, like, yeah. like really hit the ground running hard. And, and uh, so I've also kind of thought about taking some time and doing another stage internationally, you know, like what's helped a lot is when you stage, you work for free. So you, you're, it's expensive, but I come home and I'm doing it from New York and staying at my mom's house for these couple of weeks. So it's really not costing me anything. Yeah. Kind of allowing me to take any money I had set aside for staging, maybe do another one. And I'd like, yeah. I've talked about Spain. I've talked about London. I've talked to a, a, a couple of these. So, and, and yo, traveling's pretty cheap. Yo, real talk, yeah. I'm dying to get traveling again. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. just, I just, mm-hmm. I want to see another country. Well, that's, bad. I mean, I was lucky. Like I said, I did, I did the London trip and I got to go to the Philippines. I was like, saying, you right were in the Philippines, before. like in the thick of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and once you start traveling like that, I mean, the, the bug bites you big. Yo, it's very real. It's cool to go somewhere else. And, and within a couple of days, you start to kind of go into this mindset like, you know, I, could I could live here. Yeah. 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 I already have a coffee shop I go to every day. I'm pretty much already there. I yeah, think yeah. the first 15 minutes of being in London with uh, our friends Brian and Frank, we like went into a pub and we're like drinking at like one in the afternoon. I was like, yeah, I could live here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're looking up apartment listings and <laughs> yeah, stuff already. Yeah, yeah. yeah you do. It, it's, it's, it's a nice little like romantic thing to, to fall into while you travel. And then, and then you start to like sober up from it a little bit and then you come home and, and you appreciate your home and a couple minutes, a couple months later, you're like, oh, I, I want to, where yeah. else? Where well, else? Fuck this place. What, <laughs> let's start looking at flights and places we can go. Now the, the, the travel bug is, is, is very real. Actually, that's, uh, we're talking about Anthony Bourdain later who I, earlier who, you know, is clearly the, the greatest ever do yeah. anything in that, in that mm-hmm. category. And with the pandemic and everything, you got to think that any of that like travel-based content which is kind of how I get my fix when I, when I can't travel and stuff. Yeah. This, there's gotta be a significant gap in it. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Padma from Top Chef did one uh, that aired right before the pandemic. And I like, feel like that's the last one we're going to see for a minute. Y- yeah. Y- you know? Oh, because yeah, I mean, it's still, can't be I mean, every country kind of has their different. Gordon Ramsay has a show on Nat Geo. That's pretty good. Currently? Is this, is yeah, this new? Yeah, it's on. Um, it might, I, don't, I, don't I don't know, know if it's, yeah, it, it was filmed. Recent. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. What's that one called? That's, it's but like it, Gordon something. Yeah, and I see. How like, do you? All right. So here's another one because I, I said that I don't get obsessed with like celebrity chefs, but I guess I kind of do because I'm yeah. like super into Gordon. He's Ramsay. a big yeah, yeah, I like Gordon, Gordon Ramsay. Ramsay guy. I think he's yep. just 
I, I hate that my initial reaction to him was so horrible because of the way he was made out to look mm-hmm. on MasterChef and all that stuff. Yep. But when you see him, like, just like when you do it, when you, he talks about cooking, like, you like feel the yep. joy coming off oh, of him. Yeah. And, like, when, when he's actually sitting there and talking to somebody or, like, coaching them through it, you know, he's, like, the sweetest guy in the world. Yo, and, and, and people just, you look at a chef and, and this guy devotes at, in his height a million hours a week to a restaurant that's become his baby that he's hoping puts him on his, on his map and he, he just puts every bit of heart and soul into something. And then you hire a staff and some 20 year old who's coming in there for his drinking money, you know, absolutely disregards what you tell him to do and, yeah. and does them. Yo, hold your cool then. What? Well, you know, like, yo, sometimes <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that's, that's just how these things go. And, and like, yo, you invest a lot of yourself into this. So sometimes when people come in, into your restaurant and, and, and collect money in exchange for fucking your shit up. Yeah. Sometimes you take it a little personal. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's known to happen. I think Gordon Ramsay's fallen uh, victim to that. And I, I think he's another one. That's well, people, there was like, yeah, people like that though, because that's Simon, that was Simon's thing on right. American Idol. So he was basically right. People want yeah. to see the car crash. Yeah. And they yeah. want to see the guy just like not being like cool, you know, yeah. Sometimes you need to you need to tell people they suck so they need they, they yeah. switch paths, you know. Nice guys Not don't make good TV. That's <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we I mean we kind of talked about TikTok off the air, but have you seen his TikTok is a pretty cool follow. He he used to do like a lot of like um or maybe it's even YouTube, like 10-minute dishes. Well, yeah, to say YouTube. No. Yeah, I remember la- last yeah, year he like, And it's funny cuz he does it with his daughter, like his daughter yeah, like she films everything. She films it and she'll like get him the stuff that he needs. He'll do like a a carbonara in 10 minutes. Yeah, that, yeah. That, and it's yeah. like start to finish. He does the whole thing. And yeah. he, no joke. He, he's fun. He's yeah, fun that was cool. Yeah, that, that was all last year during the pandemic. He was releasing those. Yeah, I think he was one of the ones that like adapted yeah. to yeah. the pandemic and like yeah, new Some pivoted so, so well. Like you see yeah. some of these chefs switching gears and doing like take home kits and, and their ability to switch from in dining food to take home food. And then you see people like not just take home hot ready, take some take home that you do yourself. Yeah. And in it, they're shooting little videos and explaining to you how to do it in your home. Mm-hmm. And like, yo, great, great job. Dude, one of the restaurants like that, um, we spoke about it at the game on, on Friday briefly, but I, I was telling you that I was bummed I never got to go to Felix uh, in Venice. Um, Evan Funky's uh, restaurant, all like the handmade pasta and all that stuff. Also a great documentary you mentioned a few times called Funky. It's on Hulu, I believe. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so I never got to eat there it was like they were booked like a month and a half out for their reservation so but when the pandemic hit and they closed and then came back uh when opened back up they were doing like home kits and stuff like that and you know he'd give you all the instructions to put everything together yep. and some stuff was like par baked or whatever but you know basically you assemble everything and i was like oh man i was telling my, my friends that they're still out there i'm like oh you gotta take advantage of that shit because yeah. it's hard to get a reservation yeah. and you just that's a very cool concept yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you have now just like a, a letter broken down by somebody like him i mean to me He's in the conversation of the best pasta in America. Uh, my boy Joe Sasto, who's now in San Francisco, I really think is at the top tier too. But yeah. you're really talking about a coin flip of two people who are like on a world yeah, level. Yeah, I think pasta. right in the beginning, like uh, intro, which is that gets you so hyped up, the intro of that documentary. But he says, like, out of the 360 something shapes of pasta, he knows like 180 something. So, damn. And then it's you a know, deep world. It, wow. Yeah, really. And then, and then when he's filming the bits, you know, in like Bologna. And these women just on the street, literally like a basket and like a little table, and they're just cutting yep. orchette yeah. at like fifty a second, you know, little like in mid, mid conversation. <laughs> little ears, if you don't know. Yeah. See, and also the knowledge spewing out on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and that's I, what they—that's well, what it's. I bet they so crap. They look like little hats to me, though. <laughs> yeah, but they, they do. But yeah, they're, they're, they're little ears. Yeah. Nona, my Nona is probably also top 
three in the world for making pasta. She have we, a, does she have a mattarelli? She does. <laughs> she does everything by hand. We yeah. don't have. I mean, she rolls out the pasta. I said he needs a roll at one point. No, she rolls it out with with just the rolling pin, and yeah. then she just yeah, cuts yeah. it. She's a. But does she have a diesel? Isn't it called a mattarelli? The like the the rollers that they use. A mozzarella. <laughs> mozzarella. No. <laughs> I call it the wooden pin that I've been threatened with many times. I was just saying, you call that you call that the uh, the murder weapon. It really is. Um, Justin, what are you doing right now? Not like in New York, but like what's your current project that you're doing in uh, Cali? So we just finished up uh, a restaurant. My time with a restaurant called Porch and Swing, which also won award there. Orange yeah. Coast Magazine. Yeah, Orange Coast Magazine deemed it uh, the the best uh, best restaurant. Uh, first best new restaurant and then uh, restaurant of the year. And, yeah. and, and, you know, the more I get to know these Orange Coast people, they, they just have no sense of humor, like, at all. Yeah. This, this woman just shows up and she's like, oh, what's it like running the restaurant through coronavirus? And, you know, my new, my new thing with coronavirus is that uh, when people mention it, I act like I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. I'll be like, what's that? And then, you know, no smile, no smirk, nothing out of this woman. And then she's like, oh, oh, how was it being best new restaurant? And I'm like, yeah, we opened a restaurant during a pandemic. Best new restaurant. <laughs> Yo, how many other opened? Yeah. Yo, three. They didn't have that also opened. It yeah. was like between us and yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're the best of the three. You know, I find this shit funny. This woman, no smirk, no smirk. Yeah. That, that was one of the things in California I had to learn. It took me like a year to understand like the sarcasm doesn't hit. Yo, it, yeah. it, it, and, and I'm just looking at this woman like, all right, bitch, let's take the picture and yeah. move on. Right. Like, <laughs> you're, you're very much like me where it's like, I mean, Steve and Anthony, when you're sarcastic, like you could tell it's a joke, but me and you want that deadpan and yep. like, <laughs> yep. we don't want to like give an inch and no. it just does not, it and doesn't I'm, work I'm well. okay if it doesn't land. Yeah. I, I'm okay. I, I find me very funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most we, important. We were talking about when you were uh, doing Playground 2.0, um, just that whole vibe of like you and, Unreal. and, and the other chef, like just joking around yeah, and I was gonna with say, your, yeah. you know, your sous chef. Like we loved it. it was, I don't yeah, know it was, how well it, it, it hit it for was, everybody else every night, but yeah. like you know, it was like great for us. No, there, but the performance. Like I, said, I said to you that night. I said, mentioned it again on Friday, and, and and I didn't finish the the part of the conversation where I wanted to go. But I, I I always equated him to like a rock star from that night because it's it was a small, intimate. Like they sold tickets to the restaurant. I think it was only seventeen seats. Eighteen. Yep. Eighteen seats. And you, it was like I said, it was like going to like a concert. The yeah. way they sold the tickets to it, it truly was an event. Uh, you have all these, you know, like world-class chefs on the other side of the counter explaining, I think it was like 19 courses or something like yep. that that night. There's a sommelier, different wine and drinks for every plate. Uh, and the whole time, you know, you're, you're performing, you're joking with people. And, and it was it was a show. It was like a yep. show. I think like an experience. And then and, the after and, uh, party was epic. And then, <laughs> and, the then, then and then you were talking about all these drop-in spots you're doing at these huge restaurants in New York. So that's like comedian adjacent. So, you know, you're just like it, it, I, I, I a, love performer, the a performer of all sorts. Passionate in the culinary world, and uh, dude, one of the greatest meals I've ever had in my life. Every bite was amazing. Well, I, I appreciate that uh, a, a lot, a lot. That's... You know what I like too? One of the posts, I don't know if it was from that restaurant, but you made that like, what was it, like the 100 layer lasagna yeah. or something like that? Yo. I think I had that when I went with my yep. girlfriend at the time. So if we have to give real props as to where that came from, there's a, a guy named Mark Ladner, who is the sous chef from Mario Batawi on Iron Chef. He's kind of a little bit of a funny looking guy, thick rim glasses. And he is the real original creator of the the hundred layer lasagna. The first time I saw it, and I remember. Now he does his different. Uh, my, mine is sauced down with the hundred layer lasagna on top. His is like layered a little differently, and therefore a little bigger. And like for my taste, a little sloppier. I think mine's like really, really tight. But the second I saw it, I'm like, I'm gonna take that. I'm yeah. gonna go home. I'm gonna work on that. And we're gonna. <laughs> uh, yep. I'm. I'm like. Yo. You know, yeah. I, I was. I was blown away the first time I saw it. And you have had it. Yo. In real talk. 
it fucks hard. It has unprotected sex. It reminds me of, have you ever had like a crepe cake? Yeah. Like yeah, when yeah. your fork's going through a yeah. crepe cake. Oh my God. It's... So you, you, you're you crepe cake savvy. Anybody else here? I didn't, I didn't expect you to come out with no. a, a yeah. crepe you cake. Know, okay. I, I, it Go, might crepe... be a good segue. Love me some crepe cakes. <laughs> Maybe not, so but delicious. yeah. Just you mentioned really cake. Yeah. On last episode, you know, we had, we had talked about funnel cake and Zeppelin's. My cousin, Christina, shout out Christina, uh, promptly let me know. I should be ashamed of myself for saying that uh, Zeppeli was basically like a funnel cake just rolled up into a ball. So do, is there a big difference between funnel cake and Zeppelis? Okay. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but not so big that not I so feel big? like you should be embarrassed. I should yourself. be embarrassed uh, just you know, in general, but... Because <laughs> funnel cakes are just smaller and cooked for longer. Well, as you say, I thought one was one was actual like dough, yeast was involved, all that stuff, and the yeah. other one wasn't. And Yeah, one one's really closer to what the term would be, pat and then and then one's uh, like like more like a yeasty donut. And uh, uh, Zeppelin is closer to that because at some point we're going to have to bring into the conversation a beignet, which is really yeah, kind of yeah. now. Uh, wait, a beignet? Ben, beignet? Like in, in, in beignet? You know, be, hold, hold beignet, on. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that I enjoyed it and got it right away. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you, man. We're. Right here, but I, we're, we're I, familiar I, with the with the beignet, right? Right, the yeah, yeah, like that, that's uh, New Orleans, yeah, New Orleans, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah they probably the the height of it. And it's super crazy. You get them and they're hot. Bendy, they, they the put chef like, over here. They put yeah. like three inches of powdered sugar on top, and as oh, soon as you God. eat it, it falls on your shirt. But yeah. the last thing you want to do is wipe it because all you do is smear it into the fabric. <laughs> like you really, you yeah. know, it's, it's a, it never washes out. You have to throw that shirt out, and, oh, and it's like it's such shit. I want to get back to New. First of all, I hate to take this on like a left turn, but dude, the food in New Orleans. Yep. Yep, you know, oh it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of the coolest places in this How, country. So you've been there. Have you been Made to Jacimo? No, no. It's a little bit outside of the city, but it's like a really cool Cajun place. That was the first place I had a uh, rabbit. Damn. Okay. Yeah, rabbit's oh, yeah. really big down there. Yeah. So uh, the biggest name attached down there was probably at the restaurant August, which had this guy, John Besh, who was a, a celebrity chef for a little while, kind of tipped on on some some height. And then like two thirds of America now has dealing with sexual allegation files and uh, oh, charges. Well, so and you stuff. mentioned Mario Batali so, before. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, easy. So, so he's out. <laughs> easy. And if we're going to hype my absolute favorite place in New Orleans, it's Cochon, C-O-C-H-O-N. I really think it's like not like to be real, real, real Not real. to be confused with one of the hosts of the show, Steve Chicon. <laughs> yeah. And then my real favorite experience to go down, you know, Bita, the beer they're they're from new orleans yeah. like originally yeah. and and first of all i think things just hit hit better like in in the spot so you go down there you get a big abita and they'll uh they'll boil the crawfish like live and fresh for you and oh. you, you order by the pound and they have like seasoned water which i've been doing this a while i really think that water's like bay leaf cayenne salt maybe paprika it's pretty simple you know just like a little heat and a lot of bay leaf and they just dunk them and they serve it to you hot. And you just sit there and you're like, yo, I'm going to get messy right now. <laughs> and you just dig in on a, a beta and, and fresh boiled crawfish. And like, I mean, that's like living large, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's, a beta purple haze, though. At, you know, any beta, but it fills the role for me. But it, there was a couple others I really enjoyed down there. I wish I was smart enough to, to write it down. Now, those restaurants that you were mentioning and that you mentioned, are those predominantly French? Where is this? In New Orleans? More like uh, Cajun. <sighs> That, that's a blurry world there too yeah so i'm because there's some creole influence yeah. there's, there's cajun and they um, all have a lot of french influence and that was a my lot. theory of why i think oh, french court is down like there right the restaurants over there because uh yeah correct me if i'm wrong no, they beat the shit out of it on every cooking show yep. and anything that i've ever absorbed from the food network is like french technique is the technique french Very technique so. is uh get a lot of butter yeah, 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 yeah. 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 that's no. why it's so good. 
Yeah. yeah. Right, can't, can't go wrong in butter. I, I've run run into that. I I need to, to cut back sometimes. You, know, you you can take almost anything and cook it in frothing butter and it's 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 pretty good. But yeah, I, I uh I've had patches in, in my in my career where I've found myself just you know, you know when your restaurant's going through like five cases of butter a week. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're like, yo, what is going on here? Well that's what I mean, not on your level obviously, but we've been doing um HelloFresh. Just because like we wanted to just mix it up and like maybe learn a couple different techniques, and we've been ripping through butter. Yep, it's, it's everything is is cooked with butter. What's the one that's like? It's already cooked. You literally just heating it up. I thought Heat? that was that was um freshly. Oh oh oh! oh. I thought but you were talking the about the one you're butter. talking about is kind of like blue ribbon, right? It's it's like blue apron. It's uh, a, blue a apron, little less ethnic. Okay, I want to say like easy when I <laughs> when Eight. I was doing blue blue apron, I was do, cooking like some African dishes, like. Yeah. Like crazy things from like kind of all around the world. HelloFresh a little bit more reined in. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. So I think those are such a funny business model because the more of them that you do, the better of a cook you get. And after doing five or six of them, yeah. you're probably going to be like, Yo, I'll chop my own garlic. Like you'll be looking for the next challenge. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. almost feel like it's, it's something that like I'm selling you something that you're going to wean yourself off of. Yeah. Like, but the thing yeah. is I go in and out. I went in and out of them because at a certain point, it's like I don't want to think too much. I like go to the store get all this. I'm going to have extra this, extra that. Yeah. I'm going to get the box. It's going to have the proportions that I need and all it's just prep and cook and I'm done. Yep. Yeah. That's what I like. Cause then anytime you start venturing, like I want to cook something different. You look up a recipe or you see something you might like. It's like the recipe calls for a dash, a scotch, but they sell the shit in gallons, barrels. And now you own that. barrel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, we're going to make this dish every night. I forget yeah. what I, I bought like mustard powder. And I yeah. use it for like when one the, dish, yeah, yeah. and then like when the fucking you need mustard. That's such a good example. I, yeah, I go through, I go through a container in like a, over a year yeah. in the restaurant, yeah. you, you and know? then I'm like, oh, sh-. I'm like, uh, anytime I get seasoning, I'm like now conscious because it can lose potency over yeah. time. Yeah. So now I'm like throwing shit out, and I, yeah. you know, so not and forget if the recipe calls. Yeah, yeah, if the recipe calls for saffron, forget about it. Got to yeah. refinance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did get a mortar and pestle recently. Really? Yeah. Wait, a what? Yeah. A mortar and pestle. Yep. The you grind it That's up. That's how like you make pesto yeah. the right yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And it's how you make your, you, if you buy the spices whole, they, they last longer. You yeah, grind yeah. them and you, yeah, yeah. That, that's, at the end of the day, maybe going to pay for itself, but they're also just really nice to have. Yeah. yeah. I kind of want to do, I've been seeing like, TikTok, man. Like I see, I get a lot. Ben's of, a big TikTok I, guy. I'm not going to lie. You, you can curtail it to what you want. And I get like a lot of like recipe ideas from there. And I've been seeing a lot of people do like, you know, the, put the olive oil, basil in the mortar, mortar yeah. pestle with the garlic and like, yeah, yeah, mix it yeah. all together that way. So Yo, I it's potent. You, yeah. you just take a scoop of it out of your mortar pestle, throw it into your pasta, yeah. and it doesn't doesn't take much when you're working that fresh and everything. Yeah, no, yo, the the, the food knowledge flight around here. I'm telling you, I did. That was like one of the big things. Yo, my favorite was. Uh, uh, I don't think a lot of people fully understand the how a lot of uh, sushi fish operates. Like, um, yeah, you know, like when you were talking in a couple episodes ago about the the flash freezing, like. Yo, they're they're not like cutting the fish and like putting it in the freezer yeah. like you and me are doing it. It's it's exposed yeah, yeah. to like a very unique process that goes uh to a, from one temperature to another in like record setting time and, yeah. and and stuff and like yeah no it's like you know how are you getting fish from Japan to in, in here and stuff so I I I think that's a thing and also for what's worth in Australia there's this guy Joshua Nyland who has a restaurant called St Peter that he is at the forefront of a very massive movement go, going on in the fish world of dry aging fish exactly how oh, wow. uh, uh, meat is. And there's a unique technique of cutting the, uh, the scales off opposed to just straight scaling them. Mm-hmm. When you use a scaler, it leaves a little pocket and that keeps water in there and that's like gets bacteria. So this guy cuts it in, in a very unique fashion and then 
you got to gut it. First of all, the whole thing is done without any additional water. Okay. Uh, regardless of, of what we believe is coming out of our sink, two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. The fact is, there's there's other shit. In there. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. like that, <laughs> nowhere in that, that stuff that that fish doesn't need. And also, if you run your your sink right now, it's going to come to around uh you know 40, 40 degrees, and frankly, that's just hotter than the fish is used to. And like that's like cold to us, but not cold to a fish that's in like the, the deep sea. Yeah. So in some ways, it's almost like starting the cooking process. So he has a really unique dry process of, of and then he hangs it and he, these fish hang for like 30 days and, uh, and, and they're like a, a far superior and absolutely stellar product. And, and now a big part of his game is trying to explain to people that my 30 day old fish is better than <laughs> yeah. your, the fish that you, you yeah. cut, cut today. Wow. And it does. Uh, uh, the water, you know, leaves and, and, and it kind of evaporates and the fat starts to evenly distribute and that's good because water tastes like water yeah. you know it's not not all that exciting and it, it's like just a, a superior product so this guy's kind of at the forefront of this moving movement which is getting traction right now and uh i i think that's gonna be a big thing coming where in the is future. he like in australia oh. uh, sydney and he has a couple restaurants there but this, this guy was like hand chosen at a really young age and worked at like the best fish restaurants in australia he, he is a little bit of this like prodigy and and again it just it's it's, it's unheard of and and we've we've replicated it a lot the whole process, uh, this guy Jason at Playground and serves it to people and they're like blown away by how good it is and they're like, oh my God, it tastes so fresh. And it's like, yo, <laughs> that only is so far from fresh. <laughs> we're, 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 we're super transparent about what, what's going on. It's, it's just a matter of time before this becomes like a, a, a very, very real thing. Obviously, there's, I'm super interested in that. There's some very unique steps that, they're different about fish than, than meat, but at the end of the day, it kind of is a very similar process to, so to, to dry aging. I have a, excuse my ignorance, but when you dry age a steak, you're doing it for a more tender like bite, right? So the proteins break down, the proteins break down because of the dry aging process. What is the point or what was the thought process for dry aging a fish? Like, what are you getting out of it? You're so, saying it's tasting better? Yep. So we're losing water content, which also happens in dry aging meat. So if you start with a four pound piece of meat and you dry age it, when in, in 30 days when it's, when it's already, it's now going to weigh like, you know, 3.9 pounds. Like, mm -hmm. like just, just you, you have lost water weight, which again is, is what is your goal. So in this fish, it loses the water weight and you can see it. If you take a picture of it at first and then let it age, uh, you would see the fat just kind of spread itself out as mm -hmm. the, the water dissipates. And you know, and so after having the dry aged fish, I went to Japan and I had some pretty, pretty special fish and it's like watery, you, mm. you know, it, 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 it tastes, it's, it's just the, the way that this guy, and you, you, you have this ability to now hold the product for, for a long time and it just concentrates the flavor big. It, it, it's, it's, it's all, that yeah, sounds yeah. awesome. I think this is going to be like a, a very massive thing in our, in our industry as it's catching on. What Does about, that warrant a trip to Sydney? Is that a three star? You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot it's of... It's not now, but it, I, first it does have a star. And again, I, it's really ca just catching on. I would go to Australia, but there's a lot... I'm not a big insect guy and everything, everything <laughs> there is... They have big mice is, problem going on Yo, there. and the dude, spiders. Dude, just the, the fucking huntsman yeah. spiders, yeah. bro. You see Which them? you're not supposed to kill. Fuck that, dude. I, yo, <laughs> they're I, called you, the Huntsman Spider. Bro, and every picture you see of them is they're behind a, a fucking big clock and you just see legs coming out from behind. I would yep. take a gun to that thing. I would mm -hmm. not kill that with anything less than a fucking weapon. Well, you got to flush the toilet before you use it because there's always like spiders. Uh, like, oh, my. Yeah. Uh, and, and who knows which way the toilet water's spinning. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, you don't know. Like, I can't be having that. Yeah. I, I, again, we were talking, you know, I was talking about how um, cooking was my thing over COVID. 
reached out to Justin a couple I, times. I wish I wish cooking was your thing when we were roommates. I know. I, I mean, listen, I was stuck in the house doing nothing. I, I wish it was too. Um, I, I really enjoy it, but I don't know if I would ever be able to do, like I said, you know, working for free, yeah, giving up my weekends, giving up, you know, a yeah. lot of time. Well, that's the big thing. My we, favorite thing was, you know, we, we talked about when I cooked the Wagyu. Justin yeah. was a big part. In, oh, nice. In, in, in Justin's a big Wagyu guy because <laughs> I see it on this Insta. <laughs> yeah, I, I love me some Wagyu. And he put up the certificate, which is awesome too. Yeah, like when my meat comes with the certification. Yeah. Well, Wagyu Mine is does. The, Wagyu is, uh, or Japanese Wagyu is the number one counterfeited food item in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. pretty wild. Because yeah. only co- it only comes from like a certain part, like a, like one farm. Yeah, there's there's like three or four the prefectures, which I think is kind of like a town. I guess. It's like I a know. it's like a province. Okay, yeah. So and it's like a state. So it's uh, Kobe, Miyazaki, and Kagoshima are the the three big ones that are producing the the, the real deal wagyu in this world. I was just saying, and. Oh, Kobe is 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 Wagyu? It it, it is. Oh, I thought all they were two Kobe different. Kobe is Wagyu, not uh, all Wagyu is Kobe. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. It's, one of, it's one of the and, and there's also restaurants that claim they have Kobe, but they, really it's only like Probably two not. restaurants in the states that have it like legitimately, like New York <sighs> and LA or something like that. I'm I'm ready to I think anybody could get it if you're going to pay for it, but let's, yeah, let's yeah. be real that I am ready to say half the things that say Wagyu uh, or Kobe on a menu are, are some kind of Oh, I bet. Yeah. Or, or you know these, these restaurants that'll get in some of it and grind it and then do like 10% of that to like 90%, you know, just regular ground beef and mix it together and sell it to you as a Kobe burger for $45. Speaking of counterfeit Damn. items, what about um oh jeez, Kentucky no, bourbon, you were thinking about No, no, no. <laughs> uh the green shit for with sushi. Wasabi. 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 Why, yeah. why is that horseradish all the time? Yeah, that's bullshit. Is okay. it like super expensive and hard to get or something? Yes, and uh, wasabi and horseradish are cousins. They're, if you look at them in their raw state, Kissing they're, cousins? They're, they're very cool. <laughs> yep. Let, let's just say they shouldn't hook up, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just to be like su- super clear. Uh, they are very, very comparable, and horseradish is much, much more abundant. And honestly, they even have a, a, a mildly similar flavor profile and everything. So it's just easier mm. to dehydrate it. Uh, and, and yeah, getting a green fresh horseradish in, in America is pretty expensive. You're, you're really looking at like 120 a pound, but you keep in mind a pound is a lot. Like yeah. You grind yeah. it, you really only, only uh, use a, a little bit. And there are people who take real wasabi in Japan and chop it up and marinate it or in some preservation method and then seal it in like a vacuum sealed bags that, that holds for shelf life and they send them, them here. And I think that's a good compromise. It's much more cost effective, but you, you, yeah, most of the wasabi you have is, uh, is- horseradish powder, rehydrated, Food coloring? I don't yeah. know. Green shit? That's yeah. like uh, the th- truffles too. Bourdain had that huge meltdown when he's like, can you fucking stop calling everything truffle? There's yeah. no truffles in it. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. ever see that? Well, nah. yeah. And truffle oil doesn't contain real truffles, but I, I, I believe in truffle oil and fresh truffles The as two... Items in the culinary world, two ingredients, two things I, I, I enjoy using. But they're just, not interchangeable. And, and it's, it's wrong to give anybody the impression they're having one and not the other. To, yeah, to yeah. just give a little truffle and try and pass it off like, like I'm giving like you real truffle truffles. truffle mac and cheese. Thing. You're getting truffle oil mac and cheese. 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Just, you know, charge accordingly. Truffle oil is much cheaper. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and uh, yeah, don't, you know, just no scams. Um, well, scam you know, people. we were talking about Japan a little bit. I want to know how impressed you were when I made takoyaki. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. I forgot takoyaki is my jam. Oh, so good. Yep. Yep. My one issue is though in Japan, uh, Japanese people undercook octopus for me. And it sometimes feels a little like crunchy. That's uh, what I wanted to ask under. you. 
So if I made one myself, which to be clear, I've never done, uh, I, I think I would cook the octopus a lot longer than, than they do. I had a hell of a time cooking octopus. Yeah. It was. Did you massage I, it in the milk? I yeah. didn't. Oh. But it was. It That's was the technique. Yeah, it is. It, it wasn't is. inedible by any, by any means, but it was, it was a little tough. Yeah. yeah. What am I doing wrong? It was like a dog chew toy. Yo, to be clear, in, in, for real taiyaki, uh, takoyaki people, probably nothing. I think they, they, they like that. I, I would say that every octopus that I had in the middle of a takoyaki in Japan, I, in my head, I would estimate it was cooked for about 20 to 30 minutes. And for me, it should have been cooked for more like an hour and 20, hour and 30. Like that's just, just lower my, temperature or? No, just cooked more. Uh, yo, it's just a cultural difference. Uh, so does it kind of have like a reverse effect where like you're cooking it longer and it gets more tender? Why is that a reverse? That, that's well, because uh, yeah, I'm thinking like if I had. cooked a steak longer. Okay, good it, answer. It yeah. would be, you know. What we're really doing with the octopus is, is like braising. Or it. fish. It's a bit more like a short rib or, or um, yeah, like, like a, a brisket or something. If you take a, a short rib and, and you sear it and roast it for five minutes and cut it, yeah. yo, that's unbelievably chewy yeah. and terrible. But you put it back in, you cook it for three hours and it's like off the bone tender. Uh, I, I think of that as how we're cooking octopus. Just scale down a little bit. I, I think a proper octopus is cooked, you know, an hour and 10, hour and 20, and that low and slow. And Okay, I, so not in boiling water. No, gentle simmer. Okay. Uh, it's like grilled is nice yeah. too. Grilled well, is great. Anytime you have a grilled, I live in it's, Queens, it's, uh, <laughs> wait, it, it, it's braised first, cooled, and then grilled. Yeah, yeah. It's never oh, grilled really? from, from raw. Yeah, yeah. Grilled from raw would be, would be really, really rough. So if you're ever doing that for like a, a backyard barbecue or something, you get your octopus, you braise it all the day before, cool it down, put it in the fridge. If mm-hmm. your friends get here, you just chop it up and throw it on the grill and you just, it's already cooked. You just got to That's gotta what we're doing hot. at our yeah, barbecue. Yeah. Well, you know, then I was going to say, I regularly serve octopus, but then I was like, well, you have no friends, so you're not serving <laughs> So we'll just do the mystery meat hot dogs. Sure. But I don't know. I've never had a, what is it? Taco Takoyaki. Yeah. I've never had that. What is that? So for those, it's, it's a little uh, pastry. It's a, it's a savory little dough. That uh, they kind of cook in these cool little pancake pourer type things, the little little balls, and they'll pour the batter in. It'll start heating from the bottom, and while the bottom is cooking, the top is still batter. They throw in an octopus and maybe scallions, and then pour a little more batter on top. Now the bottom is uh, solidified and is ready, and then you can flip. It cooks the other side, so these balls come out uh, with the octopus perfect in circles. the middle, yeah. perfect little circles, and they're like they have a nice like pleasant chew to it, like it's a little, little pastry, uh, a doughy, you know, maybe sa- savory. And they, they go down and then they blast it with uh, usually QP mayo, which let me just go on a quick sidetrack. QP mayo is, uh, is the Japanese mayo and it's like smooth with oh, a really nice spirit. sheen. It's like 80% MSG. It's so <laughs> nice. fucking good. MSG makes yeah. everything better. Love Yo, MSG. And when you, when you squeeze QP mayo, it's like just so, so smooth. Aeolia J, sir. And then like you take American mayo. Like if you, if you put a trombone? glove on and hold it in your hand and Gelastic. shake it, it's like cellulite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like a fat person's yeah. thigh. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like absolutely nasty. So I feel like QP makes American mayo seem inedible. Yeah. Usually QP blasts over it and these little bonito flakes and, 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 uh, and, uh, Okonomiyaki sauce as yeah, well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh, with, yep. with your cultured ass. <laughs> yeah. Benny Hano. Like, like, well, like, <laughs> I've done it a few times. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's it, awesome. It, yeah, it, it, it's such a unique and random one to be pulling out of your apartment in Brooklyn. Uh, Queens, where, where do you live? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. In Sunnyside, Queens, but with surrounded by Romanians. <laughs> um, <laughs> an Italian making takoyaki in my, yep. in my, in my kitchen. It's something you'll never see. In, Bro, in, in nobody's making Queen. takoyaki. Yeah. I've explored the market in Sunnyside. I might just start doing it on the corner. Get a little like stand. It's cool because like you're making it and it is a disaster when you're making it because there's like batter everywhere but the more you're like you pour batter and you turn it a quarter you let it cook a little bit then you put a little bit more and you turn you so you're as you're turning it you're like tucking all the dough back into itself yeah and like the the little grill that you cook them in uh goes from like a mess 
to like just perfect. Like everything's there's nothing on the outside of it. Where'd you buy this little uh, Amazon? Grill? Yeah, it was like yeah. seven bucks. Amazing. And I was like standing over my shoulder, like, oh, that looks really bad. I'm like, give it time, give it time. And I'm like in there with the chopsticks. I had like a a headband on. I had the longer hair, so I looked, you know, I looked like I was I was cooking it on on in in uh, Osaka or something. And dude, it was it was I I was very impressed with myself, yeah. but like, um, I got it from uh, binging with Babish. Oh, okay, he yeah, did yeah. it like it, yeah. it was in like one of uh it was in an anime episode and he was like i'm gonna learn how to make takoyaki and dude his his recipe was like spot on that's that's that, yo, that is so funny and that i made the just, batter from scratch too yeah no that's you know all of it uh you, you might be the only person in queens making it i right? know <laughs> dude Yo, start a little stand like that's yeah, it. Yeah, right down I, I do i want to make it for you guys one day i just, I just think down. it's really cool to be in an area and think to yourself like I truly might be the only person yeah. in this whole whole county or the whole area making something. It's it's yeah, yeah. That that that's something. So, but the octopus, you 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 cooked it ahead of time in water. Yeah, yeah. I cooked it uh, in water, but it was it was boiling the whole time. And they, I don't know if this mattered or not, but they told me to keep scooping the top of the water. Yeah, you don't want that stuff on there. Yeah. So I was doing that, and I maybe did it for about forty minutes. Okay. Yo, that's probably what it told you to, because again, in the Japanese yeah. applications, they really to me undercook it quite a bit. I like to go long, low, and slow. It's not uh, boils. Uh, you can you can boil it for me. The the gentle simmer. Uh, uh, my my chef Jason uh, always says a VCOH visual confirmation of heat, like where you could see <laughs> yeah. it. If you yeah. can see it, you're you're, you're you're pretty good. And I think that that that's something. But yeah, I'm I'm blown away by the the takoyaki is coming out in freaking Queens. I impressed him. Nice. Uh, you know, I was yeah. gonna mention before. You know, because you know Benny's get, getting his. Uh, taco car to jace thing planned up <laughs> have you ever thought about doing like a truck out there is that something that's kind of i mean now it seems like world-renowned chefs are are doing trucks so the brick and mortar restaurant isn't you know because they're so hard to yeah. keep for i mean restaurants you know pop up and go under you know and it yeah you know, all the, the time like the lack it, of overhead seems seems pretty yeah. dreamy and the you know not needing a full staff to be honest with you i don't i don't want to be on a truck i don't yeah I, but I, I i get the appeal and now you even see all these smorgasbords and food courts and, and uh, we we got a, a whole bunch of them in Cal- in California. It's oh, a really yeah, stellar yeah. one in in, yeah. in Anaheim. And and uh, you know these are like in betweens. Like if you have a, a food a food car, uh, truck and you're not yet ready for like a real restaurant, these are like the yeah. incubators. You, you yeah, go there yeah. and you rent like quite a bit cheaper, but you can start uh, operating like a real restaurant and going through the motions. And those like I, I look at some of the ones going on there, and I'm like, yeah. wow, you these are cool. These are really cool but in all honesty uh my, my game 100 percent is just going to be trying to always find investors to fund my dream yeah. sure and i was <laughs> gonna say too i don't mean to put you in a box or anything like that but making something simple doesn't seem like your jam like you're not gonna make you do some pretty elaborate grilled cheeses yeah well. you know you're, you're right it, well they're the food trucks are getting pretty in-depth and, say, and pretty yeah. crazy but but no i i I, uh, I require some equipment <laughs> <laughs> those apples that you put up that were what are they purple i think on your instagram the the black apples were they black oh, they looked As purple he, to me. you know they black okay. apples so anthony did he block <laughs> that, that out they're not white <laughs> well for what it's worth anybody looking for a, a home project or something should look into black garlic and and how easy it is to to make in at home in a like a rice warmer and, and you can just take garlic and roll it in aluminum foil and put it on the warm setting and wait like six weeks. And what you have on the other side is black garlic, which is like tender and, and, and sweet and kind of has like molasses and coffee and chocolate vibes and, and still garlicky, but it, it's very cool. Anyway, we did that for a long time. But, that, but what, what's, but that's, is that like a fermentation kind of process that it's going through or is it like a mold kind of jace type of thing? You're mega close with fermentation. It's fermentation doesn't happen with heat. 
it, it it's just a, a time in bacteria. So uh, uh, uh. it's it's like it's it's very often referred to as ferment uh, fermented garlic, and it's not mm. technically. But I, I got no problem with people who who lack a better way to to describe sure. it. But what this actually is is just mega 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 low temperature applied for a very very long time and a super super slow caramelization. Mm. Like you know, like you are just cooking it, but a rice warmer has got to be like somewhere between 90 and 105 in, in temperature. And like, you know, you, you can get water to 105 and put your feet in. It's like a very nice, pleasant foot. That, that's what I, like, uh, you're when not I, cooking, you know, like, when I make my coffee every morning, that's what I put the, uh, I set it at 105. Yeah. Which is really, really smart. I don't think a lot of people understand that exactly what makes cold brew so good is because if coffee never hits a certain temperature, it never gets bitter. Coffee starts to yeah. get bitter around like 180, 190, but it also that high. I'm gonna say because I don't even boiling's one twelve. I I never I never even no boil boiling's two twelve two twelve two twelve. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Hundred yeah, yeah. Celsius. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, yo, I'm I'm all about yo, Celsius. I'm Fuck America here. with that There's one. There's too many smart people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My what yeah. did I did I so did I say one ninety is not boiling. Yet. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say I misspoke when I said one oh five with the coffee. One ninety five. The yep. optimal range for coffee. Is one ninety five to two hundred. Yep. So people go boiling. You 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 kind of get this. Uh, yeah. You a burn burnking. you burn the coffee. But the fact is, the hotter you go, the faster the extraction is. So most people want their coffee like right fucking now. You, yeah. You, you know, and pour I'm, it over. But I'm, I make pour overs every single morning, my friend. No, it's a, it's a it's a high <laughs> fuck. You know, Don't fuck around. I yeah. love little ways to upgrade your coffee. Yeah. Game. I, I dude, think that's like I a wasn't treat even, in life. I was dude. I'm thirty five. I didn't even start drinking coffee really till I was thirty, and I. The job that I still have now, that, that's what started the, it was just like a social thing. Every, we yeah. got coffee every morning. And dude, I mean, the diff, and out there, the coffee bean and tea leaf is popular. I think they have some in the city, but not really anywhere else. Yeah, like one or two. I miss Phil's coffee from, from the West Coast. Oh, yeah? Say, no, yeah I know Phil's. Yeah, Phil's they, they do good coffee. Awesome. I think the more you, you get into coffee, you just start to have a little bit of high appreciation for it. Oh, sure, and, yeah. And, and, and but like, it does make a difference, like you said, because I don't like, because I drink it black with a little sugar, yep. you know, and, and if you're, drinking burnt coffee i mean that's going to be like impossible because you Correct. said it's so bitter and i i don't like that um you know and the cold brew is like real smooth too but i mean well cold brew's never never gotten hot enough to get bitter so yeah it's gonna be super slow extraction of coffee yeah but way way smoother yeah cold brew i can always always do uh not, not coffee that's been hot and then made yeah, cold uh, yeah like, iced, like, iced <laughs> coffee and cold brew are very different things yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that is the game because yo, uh, in my in my world if you have uh black coffee and you, you had a little sugar i i, I don't but Yo, that's a that's a zero calorie, full caffeine. Yeah. Like you know, you're that, talking that's espresso. A, no, no, so just, just regular cold brew coffee. Yo, you take. You want to know my trick? I put the cold uh, the coffee grinds in pantyhose. Okay, you and stuff, then steep yeah. it. Yeah, and then tie it off and put it in there and let it. I let it sit on the on the counter for one day, room temperature, like twenty four hours, and put it in the fridge for another twenty four hours. Oh wow! And now I'm forty eight hours in, and I've got cold brew. And what you do is you put gloves on, you reach in, you get that pantyhose thing, and you give it a good wringing it out, wow. and then and then toss it, and it's like already filtered. And more if not, you try that, it's really strong and oh, probably yeah. gonna be like rocket fuel. So feel free to like dilute with water. To, yeah. To, yeah. Sometimes it comes out a little too strong, but I'd rather have strong one and dilute and right. and, yeah. and play that game. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I've I've tried a lot to like cut 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 down on the dairy and cut yeah. down on the sweets, and and you know, it's an <clears> easy way to lose like. I'm trying to uh, get my calories in, in line, and you listen to these guys. Say so you're uh, you're in the Peloton crew. Oh, like, yo, can I talk about Peloton? <laughs> Let's talk about Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I Justin's love Justin's not some a Peloton. Bowflex guy. No, <laughs> he's man. a Peloton guy. So in the, in this pandemic, what I what you're supposed to do is buy stock in Peloton. Yeah, Bo- but didn't wasn't there like a faulty Peloton. Peloton one that was like fucking up? For, for me, 
No, 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 not for you in general. No, they in had the a, like news, they yeah. like recalled like oh, the Peloton. Treadmill. Oh, it was the treadmill. treadmill. The Peloton treadmill. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. I didn't have five grand for that. That oh, anyway. Wow. No, yeah, but, but the uh, bikes are pretty expensive, aren't they? They are. What sold me is uh is is no interest. No interest. You know, and don't, no interest is basically free money. I pay a lot of interest on my yeah. car. You know that 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 was was pretty pretty stellar. But no, what happens is you you, you get this, and uh, first of all, first thing I'm doing is, is staring at it. And I'm like so intimidated because in my head, I'm like, yo, this is going to have to ride this thing for like two years before I see any results. And I just, <laughs> you start getting down. What, what I needed was like the ghost of like Christmas fucking future to come get me, bring me a year in the future and show me me riding for a year. Because real talk, if it's 3% better, pass. pass. Yeah. 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 Yo, this guy better look like 10 times more fuckable in, 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 in a year. And I, I wanted to see me before I get on it. But I did start seeing some results pretty quick. But the, the real down, the, the downer is you now have a numerical value to calories like mm. i used to just put on some sneakers run around my block for you know 20 minutes and be like oh well that was a quarter million calories fuck yeah, 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 yeah. you know and now <laughs> i ride for a half an hour and you're like 300 calories exactly yeah, and yeah. You're, you're just sitting there and you're looking at it and you can't believe it and i walk over to the fridge i pop it out and i pull out a truly because i'm not i'm not drinking beer these days yeah. and a truly is like 160 yeah. so you're realizing you wrote yeah. a half an hour for two truly's like <laughs> yeah like yo you because what one what, and a half really yeah <laughs> and what started all this my body does this new trick that when i bend over my boxers flap over and when, <laughs> and when i stand up they don't unflap on their own i have to like manually unflap them so, so when you're picking up a box off the floor you're picking it up and, and you're like you know flaps over and you're like oh mental note later when i have a free hand unflap my boxers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? i just just don't love that 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 trick anymore at all but, uh, you know, in the, in the Peloton, you got all these uh, uh, the instructors and they all have their little game and their, their, their yeah. angle and getting you got Cody. He's like the super funny gay guy. You got Jen Sherman. She's like the wise older one with the wise wisdom and stuff. And then you have Jess King and she's like five, two with like the world's biggest boobies. And, 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 like, and like everything in her stick is like. Just provocative and like harder, faster. Yeah. Slapping Are these booty. people riding a Peloton <laughs> or having sex? <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm watching. I'm just like watching her, and I'm like, "Yo, this is not even pedaling." Harder. You're almost there. You're almost there. Yeah. Oh man. Yo, because when you're riding, you're you're like bottom about. You're like sweaty. Your mm -hmm. your wife yeah. is 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 you know hitting rock bottom. You you truly feel. And if anybody's gonna yell at me at this moment, you better, you know, be yeah. better be her. Just be just Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the movies. And, uh, and you know, it's, it, it, you know, it, it's true that the second you have your Peloton, all you do, it consumes like everything you talk about every day. I walk into work like, Hey chef, how's it going? I'm like, well, today I'm my Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, it's like a the community. New CrossFit. I was going to say, it's the new CrossFit. Oh, yeah. I always say the, the worst thing in the whole world would be a vegan who owns a Peloton and drives a Subaru. You would like never shut the fuck up about anything else. <laughs> I, in, I was going to say, in, maybe, in maybe sub out the Subaru for the, uh, the fuck is the Toyota, the Prius. Yeah, the, the Subaru. Yeah. The Subaru is that's dedicated you know to for our world. Yeah, the Subaru right is dedicated to the thirty-something lesbian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Subaru Forester or Outback, whatever the fuck. Or my brother. He drives a Subaru. And my dad. No, oh. they don't talk about it though. I don't all believe right, you. All right, all right. I take that back. If they're listening, I mean, that's a great car. They don't have the WRX <laughs> or the Impreza. That's when you get into like, I'm a dick. But um, <laughs> yeah, so and. To top it all off, would they be wearing Crocs too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, right. the, the Croc movement. is that is that the, the, the shoe of the culinary? No, no, they're the low end shoe of the, really? of the culinary world. Yeah, for the longest time, you always had these like high end, like these uh, the, the Brigard and the Birkenstock and and Dansko and these like hundred dollar shoes. And you always saw the kids that were new to the industry, didn't really have a lot of money, maybe not fully committing to it, and they'd come in with like forty dollar Crocs and stuff. And you know, 
There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Two wheel drive or four wheel drive? What? what uh, you know. What's that? The, if the, the, if the, the flap sh- in the back? Yeah, if the yeah. flap in the well, back first- is across the Achilles, <laughs> that's four wheel drive. That's off road mode. Yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah, is there going to be a guy? I forget the guy's name, but there's a a famous guy throughout baseball who's known for taking pairs of Jordans and putting the bottoms, you know, reinforcing the bottom for cleats. Is there somebody in the sneaker game making chef shoes out of Jordans? No, no. Okay, so there's uh, Hedway and Bennett's a really famous apron company who does bougie ones, and they collaborated with Vans and made chef shoes. So that's really the, the closest we got to like stylish ones. But yo, I have thought about this a lot in restaurants. Uh, in the kitchen, you need non-slip bottoms. And yeah. stuff. I don't understand how there isn't a product, frankly, just a spray. Mm. And, and that if you could sell me this spray that I sprayed on the bottom of any shoe so I can wear my like cool sneakers and stuff in, in, the, in the kitchen and still be safe. Yo, real talk? I don't, if that, if that sp- covered five or six shoes, I think I'd pay a thousand dollars if, if the guy I, from Flex Seal is listening, yeah. maybe we can get something going for Shark Tank. We could <laughs> find a contractor, ask them if they could put stucco in a bottle, and you just stucco the <laughs> or, bottom of your shoe. Yo, yo Sp- Spider Tack needs some new buyers. Yeah, they yeah. need a... Their stock a, a, is down. rebrand. It yeah. needs some help. Yo, doesn't that just feel like that should be already invented? Yeah. Like, like, well, most inventions kind of, I'm kind of worried that you mentioned it on here, and you didn't... Patented first. Yeah, uh, I'm not smart enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, we're just we're just giving away gems here. I'll, I'll be your first customer. <laughs> and um, I don't think our listeners are that smart either. <laughs> uh, real quick, just so you guys know, we're at an hour and ten. Okay, okay. I, I thought we were longer than that. That's no, I, good. I don't care. I don't care how long we go. I mean, no, this could no, be a that, longer I'm, episode. I'm happy. But... I'm happy. Okay. Um, I think this is the happiest I've ever seen Ben. To be honest with dude, you, I, I'm telling you, man. Bro, he's, he's flexing his like fucking yeah, home yeah. chef muscle I, right I, now, I, and I'm getting pissed. This kid, motherfucker, made ham and cheese. <laughs> we were, good ham. Oh, dude, oh, it was I a good ham and cheese, but ham and cheese. I, I, but still a ham and cheese. Upgrade to the ham and cheese. I made a couple of croque monsieur and a, and a croque madame. Yeah, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. I don't even know what words dude. just came this out guy, of Benny's mouth. He are, just learned fucking French. Benny Childs over here. I love French food. Fucking Benny Babylon over here. I literally never had. Maybe I had it, but I didn't realize it was French. I never had French food or went to a French restaurant until I met Aya. Well, croque madame's a, a staple. Right. Uh, that, 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 that's a, a and I'm really sure I've one. had an iteration of that. Sure. Or, or, or something, something inspired like that. by it. Yeah. But yeah. when I yeah. started making bread, I was like, well, now I need to make croque madame. No. Oh, that reminds me of the, 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 the Cat's Deli. So wait, you guys have been to Cat's Deli? We have or not. Oh, no. okay. I have. She okay. went over the weekend. I was going to say, let me, uh, we'll get into that right now because uh, when I came home from... The Yankee game, I was out. She had like a girls' night or whatever. She face. I'm like passing out on the couch at like eleven fifteen. She facetimes me, and she goes, "I'm at Cats right now." She's like, "Do you want a sandwich?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." Yeah, of course. So <laughs> yeah, uh, she came home probably around like midnight, and around midnight we were eating Cats um, pastrami sandwiches. Then repurposed and it the next the morning. Re- repurposed it the next morning. We with did eggs? with um, eggs, garlic rice. And then reheated the pastrami. Sure. And then today, with the absolute end of it, we did um, like a grilled pastrami Swiss cheese on rye. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I, I've been to Cats a bunch. I'm a, a, a bit of a veteran there. And first of all, it's very good pastrami. Very, very, very good pastrami. Uh, the, the, the sandwich integrity leaves a little to be desired. Yeah. Mm. And for me, the real move, they, they love it. They, they slice theirs very thick. I like it's that. Like, Okay, so I go, first thing I do is walk up in there and drop a couple dollars right on the tip thing and look at them and go thinly sliced, please, because even their thin is not that thin. Yeah. You yeah. know, because they're starting from such a, a thick point. Yeah. And I always think that helps a little bit with the, the integrity. At the end of the day, I think everything on, on that uh, sandwich, other than the pastrami, is lackluster, is mediocre. I think the pastrami is like life changing. Oh, what good. else do they put on it? 
Uh, just a little cheese. The, the, oh, I, oh. I think their bread is like. Yeah, take I was going to ask what, what, what kind of bread? The rye or? It's yep. rye, but yep. it's probably like. It's Ju- Jewish rye or? Yeah, I don't think. I think the Jewish rye is a little thicker. Mm. I don't think they're using e- easy? the Jewish rye. Uh, easy? <laughs> easy? <laughs> for, for me, the bread's uh, not noteworthy. No, yeah, not at all. I mean, you know? dude, if you're uh, making a sandwich, procedure. the bread is the foundation. If you got bad bread, I mean. Yeah, yeah but great. they're letting the pastrami do the heavy lifting. Yeah, so I'd be sure. just as content to just get a pound of pastrami from there yeah. and, and, and take mm. it home and, and make my own sandwich. It was very stuff, good. But it is really tasty. And, um, and it's such an iconic, uh, and you get to sit in the spot that where Meg Ryan had the orgasm, you know, in, the, in that <laughs> yes. movie. They would have a sign there, like points down, really? like this is where, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little bit of a madhouse in there. It, it's definitely, uh, uh, you just walk up and you're shooting into different lines. Yeah. It seems a little bit of a, a controlled chaos to, yeah. Pastrami is one of the, have you ever had bad pastrami? Is there anything worse than bad pastrami? I, I guess so. I mean, you know, but no, I've had bad pastrami. It's, and, uh, it's something I'm, 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 I'm yeah. I never, I never had bad pastrami, but I've also had it really salty. I think some people over cure it and, and like, like over spice it and just, you know, overdo it where it starts to kind of taste like, like, what I call baking spices, like mm-hmm. all, all the when the spices shine through too much more than than the the meat and everything, but you know, but again, cats cats is a, is a, is a landmark. You you got to do it half of the Instagram story. Yeah, you know, yeah. dude, I'm corned beef over I, pastrami. I was just gonna say, I wanted to mention corned beef. How, like, how different is corned beef from pastrami? I think it's just the, it's the spices right? and, and and the cure, and I think it's a, a, a I think they're both brisket. I think they're both, yeah, they are the, both. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The same, That's what, the same yeah. Because sometimes I've had pastrami, and I'm like. Yeah. I'm a ru- huge Reuben guy. I love Reuben. Yeah. Oh, good Reuben. Corn sure. beef Reuben. Yeah, corn okay. the right way. Yeah, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I also think some of these these uh, super iconic places are are a little overrated. Like you can go to in L.A. Philippe's, like the home of the the French the French dip, dip, dip yeah. and stuff. Mediocre, man. Yeah, I had that. Yeah. I had that. That's it. That, is that where is that? That's uh, LA. downtown LA. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. LA. No. <laughs> yeah, no. you know. So, and he's. You know, we won't talk about the coast. We do not speak of. I purposely put the Los Angeles banner right behind him. And now the folk. Well, they could see it now. If this ever sees the well, light of day. Well, you're the only non non uh, resident of both coasts, yeah. so I feel like we have a a, a pretty good. Uh, you know, like differential of it because I I do think their you know, life is just very very different. I, I always yeah. tell people like. When you live here and if, you know, you feel like, oh, wow, New York is so diverse. We have everything. And then you go to L.A. and you're living there. It's so diverse, but like completely different diversities. Like, yeah, I don't I mean, there are Filipino people here, but there's like a Filipino town there. There's a little Bangladesh there. There's like all these different places that you're like, oh, I grew up with everybody being called Mexican in Long Island. But (laughs) it was like. El Salvadorian, Guatemalan, Peru, Argentina, and then you go and you're like, oh, these are Mexican. You know, there's that ignorance. Yeah, and you're like, I'm from New York. I'm not ignorant. I know all these different things. Yeah, yeah. That leads to one of my best. When in New York, I'd always ask, try and communicate with the dishwashers uh, because they are the hardest working, most integral part. Mm -hmm. They that you need them so much more than than they need you. And and uh, you know, I'd always ask them like, where are you from? Where are you from? Where do you live for America and stuff? Yeah, I always try this one. Ready? Donde to Viviendo Primero <laughs> America. Yeah, you know, this nightmare. Anyway, I get all these answers. El Salvador, Guatemala, Argentina, Peru, yeah. Cuba, etc. So I move uh, across the country to, to you know, I'm in Orange County and I see the... Um, Some might Latin say the Florida of California. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The problem with you, you talking about all the diversity is I was in Orange County, which is way, yeah. way less yeah. diverse. Yeah. But, you know, I run right into the kitchen. I start trying to talk to him because, again, even if you're laughing at me, as long as we're laughing, you're enjoying your job, and then I'm, I'm, I'm happy too. Go back to them, like, yo, where are you from? Where are you from before America? And all of them, like, Mexico, you fucking idiot. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to be like, they, they looked at you and, like, 
Glendale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I've, uh, Jason has a, uh, my, my boss had a great one with that. He goes goes to his somebody there, and, and they're obviously you know he's trying to figure out what variety of Asian they are, and he's like, yo, where, where are you from? And they're like, California. Yes. And, and they're like, he's like, no, no, but like really, like Pasadena. Where are you from? And they're like, Costa Mesa. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just, just so That's good. That's like the scene from Along Came Polly when the parents uh, of Ben Stiller show oh, up yeah, at yeah, that yeah. Indian she's restaurant. She's like, well, and one more How? chair. And, yeah, she's like, <laughs> okay. What, well, um, what's, to piggyback off the, um, the Asian American thing, what's really skyrocketing up my list of cuisines, cuisines, if you will, cuisines, cuisines. is Filipino. Sure. Have you like, what's your oh, yeah. experience with that? Well, like, like lumpia is uh, the way that lumpia, they, they, their, their spring like, rolls are, are far superior. Uh, okay. So there's, there's a lot of them, but one I'm going to say in particular, I, I worked with a, a Filipino guy who I watched him take uh, pork shanks and put it in like a braise. Now when I braise short roots and stuff, it's like chicken stock, beef stock, uh, you know, some, maybe some people do beer or whatever and he put coca-cola in there as mm-hmm. soda which is the first mm. time I had, I had seen that and it was like half coke and half like chicken stock which is so freaking weird <laughs> and he and he uh braised it it was completely cooled took it out might not have been half but it was, it was soda in it and then cooled them and they took them out and hung them, hung them and they, they they dried out and the next day he just dropped the whole thing straight in the fryer and the outside got this super hard serious wow. crunch like you know so like sugar essentially in it that like caramelized mm-hmm. and you rip it open and it's like glazy on the inside you know, I just, I'd never seen anybody putting soda in, in, in a, in a braise before. And, uh, no, I, and, and actually to be honest with you, I saw a lot of Filipino food. I spent a little time in, in Alaska of all places. And there's like a very serious Filipino uh, really? population. Oh, there. Yeah, really? yeah. Yeah. Uh, so all the people moved to Alaska this like a million years ago to, uh, uh, for the fishing industry. And at that point, Filipino people were looked down on and were like stuck in like the canning industry. Well, fun fact, when all the, the fishing industry like went to shit, the canning's the one that like stayed strong and and, yeah. and and like went through. So they their their population they really uh, flourished there quite a bit more. Oh and wow! So yeah, Alaska's a pretty wild place. I went to Alaska thinking to myself that there was like four or five bald eagles left in the world, and I left Alaska going, "Yo, we gotta do something about all these fucking bald eagles, man!" <laughs> Holy shit, they're everywhere. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like way too many. Of one them. Of, one of my favorite. <laughs> go, go ahead first. Just a stupid fucking comment, but. I never knew how large Alaska really was because we yeah. always get the fucking side view <laughs> yeah, of, like, on the, the map. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a funny quick story, my father-in-law is like, that's not where Alaska is. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite dish, my favorite Filipino dish is curry curry. Oh, yeah. Curry curry. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like a peanut butter stew with, yep. with oxtail oh. in it. Yep. And yep. this restaurant uh, by my my place because i guess the oxtails very expensive it's becoming trendy and therefore getting expensive oxtails are a very cool piece of meat though. yeah they do um we get this because you get more of it it's pork belly curry curry okay very good mm. love me some very pork good. belly and yep. I, I i liked a lot when i was there they do like a lot of um salted egg stuff yep they have like this salted egg uh shrimp at this place really good i've been i've been really like loving the filipino food See? and we've been noticing that a lot of Filipino chefs are doing their thing in LA right now. Yeah. Have no, you seen any of that? Or have you absolutely. Been... Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it's very real. It, it's a, you know, at first you just think of like Southeast Asian food and like most people are so familiar with just uh, Thai food, which is, which is, you know, fine. Southeast Asian food in general is like high chili, high acid. It's almost void of dairy. It's the kind of food you could be all like sleepy and stoned and you go eat it and you're like, Woo, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm awake. I'm with you. Like, let's, let's go. <laughs> and uh, I think Filipino cuisine highlights that uh quite a quite a bit i think yeah. that if more americans i says this all the time but if more americans tried it 
they'd realize how much they like it because yep. it's not it's not really that quote unquote Asian because they were colonized by Spain. Mm-hmm. So that's where they that's where a lot of Mexican dishes got their rice from. Yeah. Is because yep. it was so they have like the Asian influence, but they also have like a Spanish influence to a lot of their stuff too, which is really cool. Yep. It, it, with the Mexican cuisine, it's, it's wild how people coming in and taking over your people and raping and pillaging your <laughs> yeah. villages influence your cuisine yeah. so much. No, it, it's it's something. But uh, this chicken's a little rapey. <laughs> <laughs> you killed my wife. Because that's one of those is things right? where you're like, you don't even, <laughs> you don't even give uh, you don't even give it a second thought. Like Mexican food with like rice. Yep. Like where that rice come from because they're not growing it in mexico yeah yeah yep. so there's a lot of uh really wild ones in history like when how long you, you think tomatoes in italy forever ever but there, you know there's a, a, a date when there was a lot of italian cuisine before tomatoes had made it there via, yeah you know and uh there's a term called nikki cuisine n-i-k-k-i it's uh during some of the hardships in japan a lot of people fled and and where they wound up in multiple places their influences on the on the food there and and, and uh and it's it's pretty fascinating to get to get to into you know all of which I never thought about before being in California because uh, California has a unique exposure to Asian culture just frankly proximity yeah it, you know you're just you're you're so close to it like I feel like on, on the East Coast where you have a lot more uh, Italian and, and and just European you know, you're just what coast you're you're closer to so I, I do think there's something pretty special about living on 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 both coasts because frankly I'm not somebody who's going to be a middle America like yo, I'm just yeah. I'm never living in yeah, Des Moines I mean, Iowa or any, any, anything like that. No offense to anybody from there, just 100 percent just doesn't jive with with me. So fly over country, coasts. you could say it. Like I always say that uh, in, in in New York, nobody's your friend until they're your friend, and then they'll take a bullet for you. Yeah, and then like on the West Coast, everybody's your friend. Until you need to get picked up from LAX. Until you want to hang out, then they're like, yeah. yeah. That's how you know. Yeah. That's how you know your real friends in LA. If they're willing to pick you up or and or drop you off at LAX, that's borderline family. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I mean that that is you don't ask that just anybody. But I think in in, in New York, it's it's it can be a little bit of a a rude welcome, but then it it grows stronger as a well, result it, of it. It's like in New York. The, the, people in the street will be the first person to tell you to get the fuck out of the way. Yep. But they'll also be the first person to explain the whole entire subway system to you. If you ask like, <laughs> literally, you know, I got to get to the Bronx and I'm in. Well, somebody I'm asked us Slope. about the train when, when uh, we were down, when we finally got, when it was our turn on the platform of the subway. Yeah. The older guy was asking us, uh, I was like, don't ask me. And I did the it. same. I did the, the true New Yorker thing. Oh, you want to go to Ronkakuma, yep. so what you're going to do yeah. is wait right here. There's this fucking Oh, then that thing. was twice, because then at Penn, another oh, older yeah, couple asked. Right. Yeah. What you're going to want to do is stand right here. This is the board. The board has magical letters and numbers that fucking yeah. display exactly where you need to go. And then you're going to walk down that little tunnel over there, and then there's going to be a train. Yeah, and if you're trying to go to Hogwarts, that's on platform nine yeah. and three quarters or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Hi- you walk hypothetically, you also need to go to Connecticut. Let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll do it, too. Like, if someone needs direction, I'll pull out the phone, Google Maps, and I'll you know, show them like the, the transit thing on there, tell them exactly where they need to go. But if you're in my way, I'm, I'm pissed. Yeah. I don't like you. He's throwing you, you on the tracks. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I, yeah. I gave somebody the total wrong. I, I think I was going to maybe a Dodgers game and I, I, I was at the universal city train station and, and like, we just made the train and like a rush to get on, but somebody was like right behind me that needed to be on that train. But they asked like, Oh, is this one going with? And I was like, no, no, no. You want to be, it's uh, across the platform oh, there. No. And then as the train's pulling away, I'm like, oh my God, she needed to be on this train. And that dude, I forget who we were with, but everybody is ripping me the entire time. And then I tried to like, 
I tried to justify. I'd be like, well, you know what? Maybe something bad was going to happen to her if she went on this train. So maybe throw in a detour. <laughs> that's a train saved you're her life. on. What's that? That's the train you're on. I wasn't going to save her if shit went down. <laughs> and then he turns around to look at her in the train going the opposite direction. She's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I, I felt so bad because it literally was the opposite direction. Yo, what if she missed her job interview that she was rushing to? I, that's what I tried and to then just. She's spiraled into like I hope this not. I hope not. I hope she's not. homeless now. Yeah. 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 Yep. If oh, I ever amazing. see that guy, Steve, I know. Well, in the multiverse of madness, something maybe unfortunate happened on that other train. But I like to think that I saved her life inadvertently. When we go to sign a deal for our Spotify contract yeah. for the podcast, she's going to come out of the woodwork. She's going to be sitting at the yeah. desk. Yeah, it's going to be her. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, oh, Mr. Westbound Train. You look familiar. Where do I know you from? Uh, we just uh, you know, debuted our YouTube channel. And, it's like uh, that flashback from the Tobey Maguire Spider Man uh, when Uncle Ben, when he's like run, the killer of Uncle Ben's run. Peter! <laughs> Thanks with the elevator closing, yeah. Peter. Yeah, what I, I love you justifying it to yourself, though. That, you know, that, sometimes that you, you got sleep it. at night. Yep. Well, first of all, keep in mind, I love that a couple times on this podcast, it's been mentioned that people can write in with moral dilemmas, <laughs> which I want to just take note of where our life has fallen to. That Benny <laughs> is our moral compass. <laughs> but, you know, Maybe the answer is you need a little takoyaki in your life. Also, <laughs> resident chef, we found out. Yeah, I used to go to friggin', we used to go to, um, buffets together with this kid he moves to la then to queens now all of a sudden he's, he's like a kind julia, of sewer. julia child yeah. up in here i say fucking yeah. door the explorer adjacent. better yourself but, but the balls at you to offer your services as a moral compass I'm, i feel is, like is no, nobody nobody in this room should give anybody advice <laughs> no, on I'm anything saying, I, I like, i'm one of the, those people that like maybe my life is out of control a little bit but if you come to me for advice maybe i could just talk you through it a little bit yeah well the thing, the thing is too <laughs> let we, me tell we, you what i would i would have done and maybe you go the opposite yeah of that. i'll say you go two ways with that Either take whatever we say with the, the biggest fucking grain of salt imaginable or just do the opposite of what we yeah. tell you. You'd probably be better off. It's the uh, do as I say, not as, as I, I do. do. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I have a question that I've been dying to ask you. Ted Allen. Yeah. How Love is Ted he? Allen. Love Ted Allen. And, uh, and I had gotten the opportunity to meet him prior because he was a guest on some top chefs that were shot at Kraft at, uh, when I was working there. So there was a couple episodes of Top Chef in the earlier seasons that were shot at either Kraft or Clique and Sons, two of Tom's restaurants, both of which I spent some time at. And, uh, you know, just where we were told not to come in instead of 11 o'clock in the morning, not till two in the afternoon. And when we got in, they were like cleaning up from having done the episode. I got to meet the Voltaggio brothers and a couple other, other people through oh, it. Nice. And I had met Ted Allen. And, uh, you know, I just had this like idea that when I got to Chopped, I was going to be like, Hey, you know, I'm Justin. You you, you remember me and and, and several well, fun fact he didn't. But you know, that's, 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 that's he's like, okay. buddy, there's a thousand of you. Listen, son. <laughs> but I've always been a, a a big big fan of him. I, I think he just articulates well. I think he's just yeah, like that. Is, is he the uh, the heavier guy? No, no, he's the the, the thinner uh, guy, the on, bald uh, guy. No, he's the well, he's one of the queer eye for the straight guy, and then okay. he now is the the guy on on chopped. He's like picking up the thing. He's kind of oh, yeah, 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 yeah. dorky, yeah. He's, he's oh, okay, okay. really, really pleasant to talk to. Really, really smart. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's rock solid. And I had met him uh, prior and just fan of his whole operation. He seems like a cool guy. And yep. I'm glad to hear that he is as. Yeah. yeah what, about, uh, what about that? I'm going to butcher his last name. So I apologize. I think with Joe, Joe Bastianich or something like oh. that is. Oh, Joe Bastianich. Uh, yeah. Lydia's. So, yep. Degenerate so, son. So, is he an asshole or what? I, I think so. I yeah. haven't really met him that much. So because I, if I if I like 
his mom's the cook, not him. He's like a he's like he's a, a wine guy. guy. He's a re- yeah, restaurateur. Yeah, is yeah. what he calls himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, uh, a wine guy, a drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's an alcoholic yeah. who <laughs> judges people for a living. Yeah, no, my my uh, my significant other is, is massively involved in 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 the wine world and, and yeah. like yo, what a what a just great gig. First of all, age as well. Like as you get older, it's not anything that like you know you are on your feet and like walking around restaurants and stuff. But it's really so based on 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 your knowledge and and uh, yo man, the wine the wine world is just is really really so like. It's funny to mention all your, all your your carbonated liquid problems because yo, I love bubbly. I, I love champagne. It's not, no, it's I just when there's alcohol, wine. and I think it's the sugar that you really nice uh, okay. alcohol. Yeah, well, alcohol and bubblies are, are are right up my. If I want to give a shout out uh, of all the wineries on Long Island and ones they're doing like some really really big stuff, there's one out there called Sparkling Point that is uh, making champagne in the very old world method, doing it the the right way, and are turning out some very very superior uh, uh, champagne and sparkling white wines and, and things about those. But yeah, I, I'm massive on those. My, my girlfriend, who is in depth, uh, real deep in the wine world, has just a real high appreciation of all the alcohol. So we'll, we'll yep. go out to, to drink and, and somewhere and she'll walk up to the bar and order some like, you know, hardcore whiskey cocktail. And her and the bartender look at each other and each have a moment like they each acknowledge that <laughs> you know what they're talking about. And yeah. that they're like unprofessionals. And then she'll turn around and be like, yo, let me see what my man wants. And I'll just <laughs> I'll just roll up the back. Do you have a sparkling rosé? <laughs> I love a sparkling rosé. It's spritzing in here. You, you, you know? Oh, and, and bull and vodka, nothing please. wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, you drink you, what you like. I wouldn't be yeah. mad at a nice yo, white zin. Yo, I love bubbly rosé. You, you can take. You can do whatever you want with my man card. I love Dude, drinking bubbly rosé. Yeah, sparkling rosé on a hot day. And, and uh, yeah, I, I What about me. a frosé? Oh, okay. What about a slurpee? <laughs> <laughs> so good. I like the rosé. Just uh, it's all that extra sugar, and yeah. rosés are already a decent amount of sugar. Yeah. That I don't. I don't need it turned into a, a, a frosty or, or or whatever. But no hot day. I'd like you to just reach into the back of the fridge and pull out a, a bottle of bubbly rosé. Bubbly anything. Who's your Who's your pick for best seltzer? Best, best hard seltzer. That's a good one. We know Recently there's a lot of them. Spindrift. That's a new one in my world. I've seen those. You have? Okay, because it was it was new to me, and I really really liked it. I think it was a, a higher flavor than Lacroix, and and uh, that's uh, Lacroix. Lacroix. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's some that are very deceptive because uh, there are some Target brand ones that are very good and are zero calories, mm. and then you have the Pellegrino, which. You know, I'm a big Pellegrino guy. Pellegrino's doing hard? Not, oh, oh, are we talking hard? Are we talking, yeah, yeah we're talking rock hard right oh, now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let him stick with the flaccid seltzers well, first. I, I, no, no, no. Yeah. People don't come to our podcast for anything flaccid. I'm a well, big zero sparkling water guy. I'm, Me too. I'm the guy at the well, restaurant whenever... And Ben's been there for it. Flat tap or sparkling? Yeah, let's get like, a bottle. Yeah, yeah. I'm, everyone's I'm like, tap's fine. I'm yep. like, sparkling now. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, because so, I have a soda stream in my house, and, and I'll, uh, I'll fill the soda stream up to the line like it tells you. I'll snap it up, I'll hold the button down, and it starts carbonating. And when it's done, the sound changes. That's how like, it tells you that you're like fully carbonated. And I hold it for like 15 more seconds. <laughs> you're like, you're not so done. It's, you know, so it's like, so when you drink it, it like, fucking hurts a little bit. <laughs> okay, like, like, oh, like, oh, it like rocks you. You need like, like 10 seconds. That's like drinking electricity. Yeah, yeah. And it is like you were electrocuted or something. Like it just <laughs> shocks It's like licking a nine volt battery yep. as you drink. Like, ah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LaCroix, LaCroix does it for me too. The hibiscus yeah. one is. Yo, like, yo, you nailed it. You nailed it. The hibiscus it is, likes is, me. is is, is, yo, is primo. No, yo, that that is is such a can good you, product. The Lacroix hibiscus is no joke. Can you make a an alcoholic seltzer in the soda stream if you put like a little vodka in it? I'm tempted. I'm. I don't want to put anything in there because I feel like it shoots up into the the little spout part. Uh, and like I don't. I'm, I don't trust my ability to clean that and stuff. So sure, I, know I yeah, clean yeah. my soda stream, but I also live in a world that if if I miss a spot, 
it's just water. Yeah. You, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So the second, because I thought about putting coffee in there. I had, there's a, a really, if we're just throwing out uh, a shout outs, I love Hopper and Burr in, in Southern California as a real premier coffee game. And they do uh, a tonic and it's, it's, yo, it's, it's espresso and, and, and house made tonic. Yeah. Like, real quick. You ever have Manhattan special? Uh, wait, that's bubbly too, right? That's like, that, that's, that's like, like a uh, carbonated, it's, it's a carbonate, carbonated espresso. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, okay. that was, that was like, I love those. My, so my cousin, my cousin Christina might send me a text, but I know that, that Manhattan special was in our family. To a certain point, then got sold to somebody or whatever. No. But yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I think it was like my dad's great grandfather or something like that. I don't know. Christina, let me know for sure. Just tell me to shut the fuck up. But <laughs> every uh, great Italian deli that I've ever been dude, to, yeah, has them. Manhattan yeah. special, yeah. And I try to get them anytime I see them. Yeah, yeah th- I no, didn't think delicious. I'd like carbonated coffee, but I, I did. It's really it's good. good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah. So sometimes, you know what I'm saying? We make the cold brew super, super strong, and then you kind of dilute it with some water. Yeah. I'll make like a cold brew base that's like, like really intense, like rocket fuel. Yeah. And then pour that in and then uh, then top it off with like overcarbonated water to like compensate. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I got to say, it's way better than I ever that thought it would be. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. Oh, I'm a big soda stream guy too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. sponsor us. Sponsor so, us, Soda Stream. Yeah. So to be clear, we're looking for a Peloton and <laughs> Soda Stream sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah also, yeah. unofficial sponsor uh, of the pod today, Liquid Death, Topo Chico. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Topo Chico oh, oh. also making a good I seltzer. I was going to say, they make a really good hard seltzer. I got, I got, I got a crazy oh, yeah. migraine. Have from you had that it? shit. No, it's, no, it's I didn't good. Really it's good. Yeah. Alcohol into it. It's a little less on like the sugary side. Yeah, which I like. Yeah. Which I think is what we're actively seeking. One hundred percent. Right now at yep. this demographic in this room. Yeah. Um. Well, I can't. I mean, you're fucking. I'm Stevie beautiful. migraines. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you just don't need the extra sugar. Like, no one does. Especially yeah. not without with alcohol and stuff. And I and I do believe in a world where we we like to eat so much. Is a for me a real message in, in not drinking all of your calories. Yeah, like yeah, how you can get up and have like a Starbucks frappiato, crappiato bullshit with like all the whipped cream and stuff. You're in 500 calories there, oh yeah. and then, God, and then you have two IPAs with 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 lunch, and you're in another 500 there. And next thing you know, you've like more than than your half your day, and you haven't like eaten a bite of food. And like you know, if I'm really food is number one priority for for me. Yeah, and, you know, I enjoy my alcohol quite a bit. I'm just again a little more conscious because you can you can drink these Starbucks bullshits two or three in a day and not even think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, like they just, yeah, that's uh, how, I mean, uh, I let's, let's be real about it. I've been, I put on pounds steadily as the years go on, but I fully think that the one thing that has made me not balloon into a complete fat fuck is drinking the calories is drinking like iced teas yeah, and snapples yeah. with yeah, everything. Yeah. Like it's that sugar, uh, soda. I tr- yeah. Yep. I try to go water seltzer or if I have tea, it's unsweetened or coffee, it's black. Like yep. I, I just don't, yeah. want to commit hundreds of calories to like a no, drink. Yeah. No, I'm saving them for my food. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like when we would go out, I would get a beer with dinner. And beer, let's be honest, there's not many beers that taste as, like, taste so good that you want to take those calories in. There's very few beers. Very I, few. You know, I'm, I'm off beer. So, I, I hate to admit it because I was it's a true. big, big, big beer lover uh, early, earlier in my, my life. And, and I, you know, there's so many good brewers doing so many good things, yeah. especially yeah. in Orange County. And, and, and uh, well, actually, predominantly San Diego. I was gonna say you got Mission out there. Uh, Stone, Stone. You, that, that, that's Great a lot brewery of good to go one. to. Uh, we played bocce for awesome. hours there. <laughs> yeah. A nice, a nice chartreusery board. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah. And, then, and, then and then bocce. <laughs> no, and, and I, I, uh, when I went to the the stadium in San Diego, they, they just, they parts. have just this murderer's row of, of of local breweries down there. I'm just yeah. like, man, what a smart idea! If I was the Anaheim Angels, first thing I'd do is rip that idea off. Like, you know, get them in there, like half rent, and and you're promoting local and. 
No, so like I'm I'm all about the beer game, and especially at West, they're doing a lot of uh, hazies. Hazies are a really big yeah. movement. Mm. Sours were before that the yep. wave of these. But I like hazies. the hazy movement more. Yeah, yeah. I was and never a sour guy. They, I like the sours. Me too. Big sour. Guy. I like me some hazies, but unlike sours, hazies are are a better beer, uh, fresh. So at the end of the day, you, you it's cool to be close to to what's going on there and not have to. You know these these stouts and stuff travel really well. Yeah. That, that's also why I, I'm a big flexible. stout guy. That's are the you? only beer that I can drink. Uh, mm. Well, even though the one Guinness I had before the game, well, the the not game that we went to, yeah, uh, I got sick that night too, man. I don't know. Maybe I just got to get checked out. I mean, I I don't really drink that much just because I'm so scared of the migraines. Because he was witness. I mean, it did debilitating and like it ruined the night for me. I mean, it's not like we had a great time at Yankee Stadium. I mean, it was. But inversion to beer is not not the worst thing. Your body will probably appreciate it. No, yeah. I mean, like I said, I. I could do without it. I never, you know, thankfully I don't feel like I need it to in like social situations. But that was my thing too. Like, I, you know, I've, you, you need to like hold something. Cause like, what do I do with my hands? And then it's like, mm-hmm. next thing you know, you're like blackout drunk and like people are still arriving. You're like, I, I shouldn't be this drunk. Right <laughs> yeah. now. No, it's a really good point of just holding the beard. Yeah. Cause So you would go out and you would, your go-to alcohol would be. Shit. Okay. So we, we talked about the, the bubbly wine, but, uh, I've been very hardcore in the cocktail game and just trying to learn more about it. And and I really do think there's something sophisticated about gin. I think gin has just a <sighs> bad you. rap all around. I think it's it's misunderstood. I think that it's it's really something special. And to be honest with you, in my world, I think people who are shouting out vodka as their main thing is amateur hour AF. It tastes like nothing. I think when you I, if you're drinking vodka, you're you're I, avoiding flavor. At, I was also at, saying, well, in the well, isn't like vodka like me supposed to be water? Defend myself. <laughs> oh, are you a yeah. vodka guy? I do, and I like it with soda. I do like it because it's crisp. Yeah. Yep. Flavorless. Um, it's flavorless and it's just low calories. Yeah. Oh, yo, if that's your argument. Sure, 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 sure. Yo, if we're going low calories, I make a bomb turkey burger, but I would never serve it to anybody for money. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's it's healthy. No, I, I, I like a kettle one. I, I sure. like that. But, oh, six, um, 65 calories an ounce. Yeah. yeah, yeah no but problem. Gin, I'm, gin. But I'm in on gin. And I think where you where it gets a lot of the bad rap is like people are drinking like Tangeray. Yep. Yep. And not, you know, I say ever since and like, uh, Ryan Reynolds came along with the aviation, it seems I like gin, gin is there's so no, many different flavor and, profiles you can get with gin that yep. like uh, most people just don't know. Yo, but they all play yeah, well uh, with lime and mint and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and honey and then yeah, like the uh, east siders and and just you know some really some really stellar cocktails in there. And then the uh, the other half of that is I've gained a very real appreciation for what I'm going to call the bitters, like Amaro's and, mm-hmm. and Chartreuse and Vermouth and uh, Bitter Bianco. And Did you just say Chartreuse? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no chartreuse. I know. That's why he said <laughs> Really good. Yeah. So like five years ago, I would have told you a Negroni was disgusting. But now I, I really, really enjoy a Negroni and, so and, and sipping on it. And, uh, and and I've also really warmed up to Mezcal a lot. I didn't like tequila in my, my younger yeah. years, and it took me a while to come around to that. I was going to mention... Now, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but no. you know, because he's a vodka guy, you like the gin. Gin seems like it's making a resurgence, but I feel like tequila is the alcohol right now because everybody's making a tequila, but great tequila, not like yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like small small batch, yeah, 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 yep, yeah. Yep. and mezcal, and 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 mezcal's gotten really big, which is just kind of like this like smoky, lightly fermented version of of, of it. Like it, it's just, uh, but that one's that one's also making a quite comeback. So like, I'm never gonna sit around and just sip tequila and mezcal straight yeah. up. But I really enjoy cocktails made with them in it. Yeah. In it, so that's gonna be my game. And I don't want to delude myself into thinking that a, a cocktail is like ten times better than a than a beer, calories wise. The beer is more, but they're they're closer than we might think. 
I just think yeah, they, with all they, that added stuff in there, sometimes they get yeah, you know, and you know, there's sugar and alcohol, and it all turns to carbs. But at the end of the day, the, the cocktail just it just sits better with me. It just I enjoy yeah. my night night a little bit more. I don't feel it the and next that's the day. move. Like after dinner, if you go out for drinks and stuff like that, it's like you're full. You can't yeah. drink beer at that no. point. You, you got to have like uh, you know just either something straight or uh, during the summer. I was very um, well. A couple summers ago, I was really conscious on like what I should drink, like low calorie. So. I'm a, I love gin and tonic, but I took the tonic out and did just seltzer and gin and then like did a little bit of lime. And then I have fresh wild mint that grows in my oh, backyard girl. and do it in there. But shout out James because he bought me, um, Brian Cranston and, um, Aaron Paul's, uh, three, I think it's called Trace Amigos. No, um, that's, uh, oh, oh, never mind. I'm thinking of Cosmigos. It's, I'm thinking oh, the Cosmigos is a totally different thing. Yeah. There's only two of them. They Dose have their own, yeah. Dude, the Mezcal is fucking stellar. And what I did was I also grow jalapenos. They missed, they missed a couple opportunities with the branding, man. They should have went with like Heisenberg. <laughs> Maybe. Like, uh, yeah. um, but I grow fresh jalapenos in my backyard amongst other peppers. And I took a jalapeno. I did a little bit of like a margarita mix. Um I hate to say it, but I, it was a pre-mix that I had left over. Well, come on. But the second time I took, um, what's that orange? Um, Contrail. Contrail. Or Grand Marnier. I did Contrail, um, lime, fresh lime juice, and jalapeno slices with mm. the mez- mezcal. Yep. Sweet, savory, smoky, spicy. and spicy. Fun fact, Contrail awesome. is just basically up, upper shelf triple sec. Yeah. We had it. And it was delish. It is. I'm gonna make yep. it for you guys. That's my cocktail of choice right now. Yep. I think triple sec just has more sugar. Yeah. I think they're 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 pretty comparable. But yeah, the cocktail game is uh is is, is very real, and it, yep. and uh, I like to see the rise in in gin and popularity, and people appreciating like a little bit more flavors in them, and and some of these amaros and the 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 bitters, and I don't know. I, I've I've kind of really warmed up to a world that I, I turned a blind eye to years ago. Hendrix gin. I like Hendrix. I like Hendrix. Hendrix is my number one. It's one London Dry, which is my favorite. I think uh, I think London Dry is just a, a, a really versatile and, and stellar product. Also, there's some Japanese gins that are coming out. So really, the, yeah. So Japanese people uh, started really going hard with whiskeys a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, and that's when it started really moving, and they've branched in, into into some really cool gins. I want to. It's like Roki or something. What it, is it, what, what's gin made from? It, uh, botanicals. Uh, it, yep, yep. And, and they all vary Any a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just just um, like herbs and and, and spices, and really? they, they they age in it, which is why they can all vary a little bit. But for the most part, they all have some hint of juniper. Juni- and, yeah, and, and, that's and, where you get that like Christmasy. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. I think it's kind of kind of warming in in that regard. And they all kind of play in the same sandbox of flavors, but they also like pick and choose theirs differently, and some are are a little heavier on it. And you start to see these mixologists, they're very, very good at what they do. And they're not yeah. just pairing this cocktail to gin. They're pairing it to a specific gin because of a specific yeah. flavor. And, uh, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll play that game all day. There's one in right near Penn Station for those in New York. It's on 27th. It's called Patent Pending. And I think they are a, a just superior mixologist also, operation. Also a Long Island punk band. They're probably still doing shows. <laughs> oh, my God. From our high school. Yeah, right? <laughs> Holy shit. Shout out Patent Pending. When you mentioned Japan, this is a kind of out there question. I don't know if you remember it or not. When I came to your restaurant, you gave me a spoonful of soy sauce. Yeah. That was straight from Japan. And it yep. was what, three hundred dollars a bottle? You said? Yeah, we call it Whoa. beautiful soy because the the bottle has no English on it. So we don't we don't even, even know. You, it. So you don't know? So, I to me I think that's the best soy sauce in the world. It yeah. It was like 
I wanted another spoonful. But yeah. I was like, when I knew how much the, the bottle was, you know, it, it's, that yeah, was twenty five. Yeah. I just had the one. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's so pretty you don't real. know how did you like come across it? So we work with uh, purveyors from Japan who fly fish in for us on on like Tuesday and Friday that we can get our fish from Japan, and they have a list of things that are very special there that they can get in their travels when they go to the market. To be clear, they're not like your personal shopper. They're not fucking running around Japan yeah. getting shit for you. But there are some special things that are like in in their path or work with the people that they will also pick up from Japan while they're getting our fish, and uh, and that was something that we first discovered and got and was like, all right, well, this is just way too expensive, even though we had bought one and just realized a little bit goes a long way and then how well the guests reviewed it. And we're like, you know, I think this is our soy sauce now. Yep. Now separately, there's a a show on Netflix. That's really, really good. So called acid, fat, salt. Salt, Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if I said them in the right order. He's done a book too. Yeah. And and she's stellar. And in the fourth episode of that, they, they go to this guy who's been making soy sauce the, the original way. Uh, uh, the the barrels that they use for them are like becoming extinct, and 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 mm. this guy's like one of like four people left in the world still making it to to this method. And as soon as we saw that, we hunted that product down and also bought it. And that was not cheap, also, and that was very very good. I actually found it a little salty, which I didn't expect, mm-hmm. but um, that's also in premiere. Yo, know, the the yes, yeah, so they got the little sauce. sodium version. What is this Kikoman? And that's one of those things that you do like that like. Imagine going from Kikoman, yeah, was yeah. probably yeah. the only thing I ever had in my life to yeah, that yeah. point, yeah. to that. Yeah. Do and well, you yeah. don't, you, I never realized there was this whole world. Yep. I of think of it like aged balsamic, cr- like balsamic yeah. vinegar in a jug. And then you have these like aged balsamics that are so complex in flavors. And you're like, oh, wow. But that okay. was one of the things, like rice. I forget who I was talking to when I went to Sugarfish, but, but also oh, at yeah, Sushi yeah, Nakazawa. Yeah. The rice blows you Outstanding. away. Outstanding. Yep. It's so crazy, and I they don't, I don't they don't use Uncle Ben's. No. <laughs> I think Some, it's, I for think the it's, main uh, course. Uh, <laughs> Kashikiri is, yeah. is is one of the the, we, the premieres that they use. There. When we were talking about Hero Dreams of Sushi, um, we mentioned it how like he won't where he gets his rice from, he won't sell it to anybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he's, because he's got it. he cooks it in a way that like I don't think anybody else can repl- replicate. It's like super high pressure, and yeah. and he's like a, the special. special cooker that he he does it, but. If you just tried to cook that rice the regular way, I don't know if it either wouldn't taste as good or just wouldn't cook right. I don't even know if it'd cook right. But yeah. rice is one of those those things that like real talk, whether you cook or not, whether no matter who you are, you will identify undercooked rice and you will identify overcooked rice, right? Yeah. Like we've all been serving mushy rice. Yeah. And you, there's Horrible. no there's no hiding that. And yeah. if you're crunching on your rice, that's a problem. So first of all, I think even just cooking rice properly is like not the easiest thing in, in the world. And now to cook it like superiorly properly like like you know uh, such on, on such an elevated level but yeah to me rice is one of those things that you just can't hide your yeah, crappy rice but that's is terrible. one of those things too where like and i'll, I'll transition transition this into david chang where like just get a rice cooker yep because <laughs> ten dollars take the guesswork don't out. have to be don't be proud for yeah. home cooking sure yep he's big on that and the microwave that's what i was gonna say yep. david chang's big thing is like do you cook it in the microwave Cook yep. the rice in the microwave. Not not the rice, but Just like cook things in the microwave. Like, you know, oh yeah, yeah. The, the microwave is things. unbelievably misunderstood. Yeah. Unbelievable. First of all, it's it's a true fact that, that while neither gives off enough radiation to hurt you, your cell phone gives off more radiation yeah. than the microwave. Yeah, yeah. So, and again, neither is enough to hurt and you, you. And you're holding that right next to your brain. Yeah. Yeah. So. But but that that is the, the cell phone will damage you before the microwave would. And again, neither will. And and there's there's some really really wild like misunderstood facts about it. And all you're really doing is putting, uh, there, there's water molecules and stuff that kind of get agitated and, mm-hmm. and creates heat. So uh, when I was little, my mom would take a, a, bag, a Ziploc bag, throw broccoli in it, and then run her hand under the water and spritz some water in it, seal it up and put it in the microwave for like, you know, a minute. 
I remember thinking I was like, so she was, she was making them steam pouches before yo, it was even a thing. Yo, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I remember thinking like that, that, that's such like an amateur, like hack move to put in. And, and then more understood what a it's microwave like, was. Yeah. I'm like, yo, that that's basically well, that's steaming. Like with, with pizza, you put a little cup of water in there. If you're going to microwave pizza. Yeah. It just creates so like that, the, it's not the, chewy. The, yeah. The, the, the steam in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, microwaves are, are very misinformed. I, I yeah, encourage that, everybody to, to utilize their microwave more. Why don't more. they fucking do well with metal though? Yo, Come on! I got a metal rag. rack in my microwave. Hit me that with the, the unofficial intelligence. Unofficial intelligence. The reason why you can't put metal in there is because the way that the microwave is set up, the microwaves bounce, like not in a specific order, but they yep. reflect yeah. certain ways. When you put the metal in there, shit just starts going crazy, and the and the. Mm. The microwaves are bouncing all over the place and like hitting into each other and stuff yeah. like that. And it's it, like a million but like a car lot of the, accidents. But a lot of the newer it's microwaves. It's like putting a refractor in there. Yeah, but this, this, I mean, the newer microwaves have that like metal rack yeah. in there. So you can actually put some metal in there. Specific as long kind as it's of, uh, yeah. perfectly round and has no edges, corners are like what, what fucks stuff up in there. Yo, I, I, I encourage everyone to check out David Chang's podcast about microwaves, but more importantly, Use it more, like it, yeah. Yo, I think it's a very misunderstood. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a equipment. large group of people listening to our podcast in general that exclusively cook out of the microwave. Yes. <laughs> no so, judgment. No judgment. Quick. That that metal thing is usually in like a cutout of the like. You notice that it's not just sitting exposed, so it's like underneath on those little wheels, and then you're no, your no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the, the the tray that like spins. I'm talking. I, I actually rack. have a metal rack in oh, there. Oh, that's fucked but it's, up. It's probably a, a specific kind of metal. Yeah, I don't know, but that thing grills and fucking Julian fries and fucking dices and slices. You, are yeah. you air fryer people? I'm air fryer only because I don't have the space. I, I was not an air fryer. If it, I've been uh, turned, yeah, I, 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 I like the. Air I didn't fryer. want one, but he he brought over French fries. Yeah, and yeah. made them in the air fryer, and it was like you got them from the restaurant. So yeah, I was like, yeah, you yeah know it was what? good. Yep. A nice dry, crispy. Yo, I'm a believer. Fry oh, yeah. less oil. Yeah, yep. it, it's um. I'm, I might be buying one soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was anti for a while, but no, I've I've warmed up to him quite a bit. I've I've, ah. I've seen I've seen the light. But that's the whole. I mean, that's the whole David Chang thing, and like what you were talking about, and what you've talked to me about. Like, remember when you came over and I made like Sunday sauce? Yeah, and you're like, yeah, this isn't what I would serve in a restaurant, but it's got like that home cook, hundred percent. And what David, a lot of things David Chang talks about, especially with the microwave, is like you're cooking at home. We like, yeah, take the stress yeah. out of it. Relax, yeah. and yep. he, and. All the like he makes crazy not crazy dinners in the microwave, but like like a full course, you know, yeah. a yeah. full course of food, and it's like he's done in like five ten minutes. Yep. I, I love though, like uh, I forget what it, maybe those like, and this goes back to you know California when we, you know you know clearly before Benny was fucking <laughs> slicing and dicing. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, you can bake this for ten minutes or throw it in the microwave for forty five. <laughs> it was like it was something so crazy. We're like, what? <laughs> You're like, I think I'm gonna do. Yeah, we'll go with the other. <laughs> um, Joe Coy, like, funny enough, uh, I think he had a show on Netflix. That's where I learned it. But if I'm gonna cook rice at home after I rinse it, he taught me the, the finger knuckle. trick. Yeah, the knuckle. Yeah. So you know. You put the you fill up your rice. You put water up to like you put your finger at the top of the rice, uh -huh. and then you just fill up the water to your first knuckle. The first, okay, and, and wash your rice, perfect. people. What wash you your rice. Get, get that starch out and stop fucking doing the. What, cloudy what if you're one of these people that get them long ass bony fingers? Yeah, it's it's a funny game because it's like yo, my finger, your finger, my my, my girlfriend's got tiny little hands. Like you know, <laughs> you know there'd be no water in it. Yeah, stop <laughs> fingering your rice. For some reason, it works. It yeah, always it works. works for me. Yeah, yeah. Right. no. I, any other, Justin? Any other life hack? type cooking moves that you could share with us 
Uh, wash your hands a lot. Wash well, I, we've been <laughs> doing just do that. Yes, I, I, I rip through paper towels in my apartment. Oh yeah, it's same, bad. Same. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. No, I'm a, you know, it's it's a different game cooking at home. It, it really don't is cross a, it's a different beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. I always worry about people's homes and while changing a diaper while cooking dinner. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in this house. Cats walking across the countertop or something. Like, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. That, that 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 shit always wakes me up. But uh, cats yeah. don't give a fuck, man. They'll no. they'll walk all over everything. No, but it is important to remember that yo know, at, at at home you're you're. You know, in a restaurant, we don't have to cook around somebody being home from school at a certain time, somebody being yeah. home from work at a certain time and getting your kids to soccer practice or any, any of this shit. And at the restaurant, if I want to do a mushroom dish tomorrow, I just order the mushrooms. I don't have to think about the, the garlic and the shallot and the thyme because that stuff's always going to be there no matter yeah. what. Like yeah. there's, there's people that are going to make sure that I have that. I have an unlimited spice rack. So I think people set uh, unrealistic expectations for at home. You really just want a like, good meal you're proud of. And like, yeah. you, know, you want to work four hours on, on, on dinner. You want to do something in a half an hour that you're like, stoked about that your family enjoys and you have three hours to sit with them and like enjoy their company you know so i, I think people are always funny when i go to people's houses like oh i don't want to be cooking for a chef and then stuff like that and i'm like yo i, I like when you make sunday sauce like yo that tastes homey that, that, yeah. that tastes yeah. like there was, there was some like comfort in this and and, and some love and you know, i don't really care how the onion was cut i just yeah. i'm, I'm yeah. enjoying the hell yeah. out of this yeah and there's just not enough of that yo in, in general i think america people are just scared of their own kitchen like <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I, I you know, our, our friend Jimmy, who we love to to death, to death. You know, like you go in your kitchen and 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 fuck shit up. Like you know, what's the worst that happens? You you you, you burn it and yeah, and, you burn your place down. <laughs> well, no, you try again tomorrow. Like you know. yeah, that that was one of the things with me too. Where like, I think when I first tried to start cooking things, I fucked a couple of things up, and like I tried, dude. I don't even know how I tried to make chicken cutlets the first time. I really think I just like patted a chicken t- like chicken breast down. And like rolled it around in breadcrumb, and I'm like, yeah. why did everything fall off? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I think I'm just not good at cooking. And it was a long time, really, before I started. And it was, you know, again, we make fun of it, but like all the TikTok shit and and just well, the Gordon Ramsay and watching all that stuff online. And you know, when you see it and you have them break it down and talk you through it, and yeah, you're gonna make mistakes, but like when you do get it right, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's also cool too. I mean, I cook a lot more on the West coast when I was living on my own. But now that I'm like, I'm back home living above my mom's, you know, I went and your to, mom I, makes a fucking murderous yeah, that was, chicken milanese to die. Yeah. For. I mean, I, I, so I've been, I, you know, it's a decade without, you know, home cooked meals from mama Dukes and, and she's a really good cook. So, I mean, I, I haven't been, I've been enjoying her cooking. I've been cooking a lot less, which part of me doesn't like because I did enjoy cooking. You know, when mm-hmm. I, when I was finally on my own, that that's when I kind of got a passion for it. And I was like super into it and stuff. Um, but yeah, not so much anymore. <laughs> I cook because I just like uh, yeah, I, I just like to eat. Yeah, I, did, I you know, we like to eat, and I know my place. You know, and I'm not going to be banging out any better meals than what my mom can make. So I'm very one dimensional though. I've I've branched off. I was, it's mostly Italian because my grandma. I watch her cook, and yeah. my mom, who's not Italian at all, yeah, she started cooking Italian, and I'm like, how is your Italian food better than some other people's food that I've had? Yeah. Like, and it, and it like inspires me to like. There's a hundred different ways to make a meatball. And like, no matter how many times I try to replicate my, my Nona's meatball, it never tastes the same. Yeah. And she tells me every single ingredient. And it's like, you know, some people use just pork. Like my family, my wife's side of the family uses just pork in their meatballs. Mm. I'm, I like the Holy Trinity, veal, pork, beef. Nice. You have to do all three in my, in my Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we don't do the milk and, and like. Bread the breadcrumb, yeah, like, like the Italian bread in the milk. Yeah, 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 we just, it's just like simple ingredients, and they do it right. And it's from like this time of they didn't have the store, 
Yeah. They just had this, these ingredients right in front of them. And it was just simple and done right. And they still do it now, even living in America for how many years. And I think that's why like Filipino cooking and like when you go to get an oxtail, it's so expensive. And I think it has to do with. But it wasn't. There was a time where it was like. Right. It was discarded. And that's why. Super cheap. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I don't look, I don't want to speak out of turn here. I'm not Filipino. I've only been there for two weeks of my life, but like there are parts of the country that are very, very, very poor. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of those cooking techniques, and I'm sure you could back me up on it, like slow and low because it's a shit cut of meat. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like the longer you cook it. Yeah. And I was going to bring up corned beef in that same vein because it's like that, you know, obviously it's amazing cut though. Yeah. I mean, not real. I mean, that's that's the the toughest part. It's it's you know it's it's amazing because uh, we associate it with with things like that. But all your pieces that you braise, short rib, uh, brisket, shank, they're all the cheaper cuts. Yeah, uh, the the most expensive are always the ones that you can uh, cook to mid mid rare. But to to your point, uh, the examples of poverty creating cooking techniques is yeah. like. Like, endless yeah. through history. Corned beef and cabbage. It's, it's that, that's like unreal. a cheap ass, so good yep. though. Cheap yep. ass meal, but I mean, well, not when you get it around St. Patty's. <laughs> but yeah, corned beef. I love that. That's something I only have once a year. That's probably why I like it so much. But I think it has to do with like those right rise of prices in those cheaper cut of meats because of all this all popularity these shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah popularity in general. And the big one that you can watch is uh, is bone marrow. Bone marrow should be like. Dude, you and and when it becomes popular in the culinary industry, it goes up in price. I've seen bone marrow be as cheap as two dollars a pound, as much as nine dollars a pound. Yeah, and, and like you just, you know, the culinary world is like any other in the sense of like fashion or things like that. They are trendy. Yeah, when, when people start doing things, other people start paying attention, and that's really why things like Instagram have absolutely just revolutionized the the culinary industry. Because before that, you just kind of heard about something yeah. that a guy in you know, in, in Scandinavia was doing, but, but now you're, you're watching him almost, you can watch videos of him making it in YouTube and, and, and all of this. But as things become more popular, the, the price will go with it, regardless like of how kale. cheap it is to produce. Kale yeah, went sure. from being a garnish to sure. fucking yep. it, uh, showstopper. Yeah. Yeah. Popular. But again, bone marrow has always been my example of like that thing to like, yeah. like follow as a cluster. Well, that was, we went to, uh, for one of our anniversaries, we went to Minetta Tavern. Oh yeah. And had the Great bone marrow there and it was like, Thirty dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, but like two slabs of a yeah. little bone marrow that you scoop out. It's like yeah. each yeah. one's enough to butter one toast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it costs, but uh, uh, shout out Brant um, for like uh, I think like a Christmas gift to me or something like that. He took me out to the father's off uh, father's office. You ever been there? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking California. It, yeah, California. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Great hamburger. That's yeah. what they're known for is their yep. burger. But but for like an appetizer, we got the bone marrow. Oh man, so yeah. good. Oh, that's, so you know, that, that's a, a great, great spot. I can't, I can't think of his other, other spot, but father's office is a, a big time. That's a, a very known. Yeah. But going back to your, your, your meatballs, which for worth are never going to be as good as your grandma makes it ever. Never. And you don't try funny because I also agree with the, I, I think there's something about beef and, and pork as the combo. And this kind of applies to me, both meatballs and bolognese, which is also usually the Trinity mm-hmm. for me, just me. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, it, sometimes you, you say things about, the way that culture has done thing for a million years. And when you say it, they look at you like you're ripping, yeah. ripping pages out of a Bible or something, you know? So just for me, I omit the veal. And then here, here's why veal is always the most expensive. It is the leanest. It brings the least fat and to me, the least flavor. So mm. if I'm going to om- omit one, the one that's bringing the least to the table and costing me the most usually it, uh, does, doesn't jive in me. So my bolognese and my meatballs are uh, pork and beef only. Uh, I, the, the veal is an easy weave out for me. But I also think there's something special about just sticking to tradition. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why we do it. Yep, nothing wrong with that. Yep. But yeah, I mean, to your point too, like of uh, you know poverty bringing out like cooking methods and stuff like 100%. that. I, I think about like 
all the meals like my grandma used to make and it was like pasta with escarole just cooked mm-hmm. for a long time pasta with with peas and it's like these like when you go buy them at the store you're like this is so incredibly cheap to make how about a little bit of yep. cacio but like i feel like if i serve that to somebody that doesn't know like what like what the hell is this yep it's like this like you just threw this together because it was what was sitting in your fridge and that's probably where all that's you know it came from where it all started sure but yo, know, at, at, at my restaurant I'll, I'll, I'll do like you know gnocchi with peas and you know that's a 26 dollar plate of food. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I love gnocchi and that, that's my go-to to like I don't see, have it see if the uh, the, the Italian so restaurant I'm at is like you know worth its yep. weight because and, it, and while it's easy to fuck up. Yeah, definitely. Some of them are so so, so dense. Yeah, so it's like a workout to eat. Yeah, like, like, like just uh, <laughs> you know, oh my god, some of them I take are so no, the best ones are like light and fluffy. Yeah. I, I I take a lot of pride in in the gnocchi I make. And to be honest with you, I don't even really feel that bad charging a lot for it because there's a lot of labor in it. Yeah. But to be clear, gnocchi, you post something recently about like hand rolling them or something. Yep, or? Yeah, are, yeah. Are, are big in my world. And yeah. and uh, and to be clear, yo, they are flour, egg, and and potato. They are three of the cheapest things in, in the entire world. A, a batch of, of of gnocchi that makes maybe twenty portions in a restaurant might only cost me like ten bucks, five bucks. Like yeah. not, not even much to my my food cost, but takes a good two hours of my time. And yeah. and I think they're they're superior. And yeah, no that. What I'm getting at is in the restaurant, they are a food cost dream and pasta yeah. in general too. You know, like when you do pasta and peas, you throw only a couple spoonfuls of the peas. It, it's just, it's mostly yeah. the, the, yeah. Also, the, 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 the cacio with pepe. It's a, it's pasta yep. water and pepper and cheese. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, what the hell does that cost? Yep. Nothing. Well, yeah. Besides the, the cheese, that's probably the most expensive. By far. Yeah. yeah. By, By far. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the most expensive thing is the guy you're paying can to make you, it. All right. Yeah. I, this is a personal thing that I need to you to explain to Aya. Why you buy Parmigiano Reggiano instead of just the Parmesan that's sitting on the shelf? Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's just an age and a, and a, and a area a that it comes yeah. from. Yeah, it, it's, but it's much better. I, well, what about you. what about the Pecorino Romano? See, I say you got to go Reggiano. Cheese. I know, but okay, love saltier, right? You can't just say Parm like. Parm- Parmesan varies a lot. What well, the, the the cheap can of, of, of not shit the cheap can. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know. real real parm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the Reggiano usually is like has a little more peppery to it, but I think they're they're very very comparable. And and I like you know aged hard cheese. You want by it should be a, a little salty, mm-hmm. a, little, a little crunchies in there maybe. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like it, it's it's breaking down. You know, good cheese all around. Because what's worth, I really think a, a aged or a not fresh. Pecorino is, is really, really good, too. Pecorino I like is the pecorino. king. That's, yeah. That one really has more of a pepper thing going on. It has like a tiny little, little bit, bit, like a little, a little kick to it. But uh, I, I, I've gotten very into to Pecorinos with my pastas lately. So I'm right. You got to go with the Reggiano <laughs> or we meet in the middle and we go with the, pep, the Pecorino. No, I, I, I'd say you're right. I'm, well, a, I'm a big yeah. Pecorino guy. All right. yeah, yeah, okay. gonna, also got, I also got a big Pecorino if you know what I'm talking about. I love cheese. I, I know. Me too. So cheese is candy for adults. You know what I mean? Like yeah. che- cheese is is is, is what I makes said, life I could, worth I could cut a lot out of my diet and do without a lot, but if, yep. if if my doctor said, "Hey, Steve, you know, you really can't eat cheese anymore. It's not a good thing. It's you, you know, just, just off eat, yourself in the office." It's, it's, yeah, I'll just yeah. eat my I'll just eat Suicide myself watch. to death. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, in the interest of time, this will be my last question to you. If let's take out like Spain, like these like very big countries that are known for their their cuisine. Money's not an issue. Your personal safety is not an issue. Where would be the one place you would go in the world to like learn that cuisine? 
North Korea. Oh, okay. So, wait. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is just for the the learning concept, and yeah. not just where I want to walk around and ball yeah. and eat. Because yeah. if you're giving me an unlimited budget, and all I gotta do is just walk around and eat, it's Tokyo. If if we're going to a place where I'm going for like the intentions of of learning that that cuisine, uh, it, it's probably Spain. But with an easy answer, it's Europe. Uh, you know, I've always had a, just a, a thing for European cuisine. Yeah, like that. but there's nothing like somewhere like kind of crazy like somalia or like you know what i mean like no no not so, so something that the like cuisine. a lot of people in america like wouldn't think of hmm no i i first of all i love the the movement of southeast asian cuisine becoming more predominant and 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 coming uh in, into the world here a lot more uh i think on the west coast you're starting to see a real influx of, of persian and, and and armenian cuisine which i, I think really starting was, to see I don't know. That's surprising that here at all. But I'm saying yeah. like bleeding into. He's I think saying bleading into, into the mainstream. Like, oh, mainstream. Yeah, yeah. 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 And 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 getting there. So I, it, I think because they certainly there's... be bleeding through Glendale. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also like buddy, buddy. You, you know, I've I've uh, I've worked with some people who who went to like Israel and and, and came back. Uh, my my old boss with a whole new look on like hummus and 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 some of these that I think are are growing in pop, uh, falafel and 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 pitas yeah. and 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 um. You know I, th- those those types of cuisines because they really are starting to to pop up. I I'd never put a thought into Armenian Persian cuisine before a couple of years ago, and uh, and that's a, a really beautiful beautiful cuisine coming up. But no, I mean, hmm, maybe I'm just not not in in depth in it in enough because I I have kind of fallen in love in California the the exposure to some some unique cultures of of cuisine and like are are really really cool. Yeah, you know these Lebanese. Like, pizzas that, 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 that i saw for the first time and i was like yep and then you start getting into that and then i do something called booza which is this like ice cream that has like potato starch in it and it's a, and i remember just walking in and just be like i don't know how they do any of this <laughs> yeah. like, i don't even, even know what any of this is and in persian cuisine you have one called uh fezenju and, and uh and, and shabazi uh shabazi which is cooked with these things called dried limes point is it's, it's pretty unusual for me to walk into a place and truly not have know. no idea what the fuck's going on yeah, here yeah. and just be like wow this this is this is really, really unique. And I, I, I kind of thank my move to California for that. I kind of wonder if I would have ever seen half of these things yeah. had, had I not. But uh, it's cool. You guys were talking about uh, soft-shell crabs and, and, <laughs> and, and, and what, what happens to them. Just so everybody knows, you get them alive and you do, you clean the gills out. You guys were talking about just saying there's just steps to it. One of the main ones is you literally, while they're alive, you take scissors and you cut straight across the fucking eyeballs. You cut eyeballs straight off because oh, they're geez. basically filled with water. You throw them in a the fryer, they're going to pop, right? You don't want that. Yeah. So you literally just pull it out alive and cut its face off. You can feel free to cut this out <laughs> if you want. No, and no. now you can just start, start your, your exit. And, no, I mean, exit. you know, uh, when you said us, you should have said Ben because I, I knew damn well that no, that fucking... No, you were soft shell crab people. No, no, no. Yeah, but I, I, I was the one saying, uh, I didn't know how it was prepared necessarily, but I think Ben was mentioning that there were steps or whatever. I just yeah. said, it, yeah. I felt like I was eating a fucking fried spider. <laughs> they are with the <laughs> tentacles, yeah. uh, legs but out and everything. So Oh, good. Yeah, it good. Good. It Before good. we go, is it, has there been any other egregious things we've said? I was food gonna... wise. No, I, I mean I really wanted to, you know, a lot of them are just 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 giving giving props. But um, also, I guess if we go in there, the the lobster roll. Uh, mm. You guys ask a lot uh, a butter and mayo. My my way, I roll the rule of thumb is when it's cold, it's dressed with a mayo and usually yeah. like herbs and celery. And if it's uh, hot, it's usually dressed in clarified butter. Because to to be clear. If, you have melted butter and you put it on the cold one, it's, it's going to solidify up. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I've always been a fan of the cold one, just as, as, as how I enjoy it. But if I'm making a hot one, 
I would uh, warm it up, maybe just in a, in a pan or whatever. Throw it in a bowl, cover it in the clarified butter with some like herbs and salt ghee. and toss it. Ghee. Yeah, yeah, yeah clarified <laughs> butter. And, and, and put that down on a warm bun. Whereas if I'm doing cold, I would, yeah. I would take a soft bun. I think Martin's lends itself to it really well. Yeah. And, and, uh, and from cold out of the fridge, dress it in the mayo with some herbs and I like celery. I also think celery, corn yeah. is really nice in there. I don't. I, don't oh, yeah. corn so I mentioned sometimes they overdo it with the garnishes, but I, I do agree yeah, with yeah. that though. The cold one is, you know, yeah, that that one is good with the mayo, but I prefer the warm one with the butter. Yep. Should we ask Justin because we had a whole epic on this? Where is your favorite fast food chicken sandwich? Okay, yeah, chicken sandwich. Because to be clear, my fast food of choice is tacos. Like, my guy. Uh, uh, whether it's like Taco Bell or Del Taco, and I actually think Taco Bell is the better of the two because they know how to use sour cream. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Del Taco a, is pretty rough, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not, also living where you live, which is borderline Mexico. That's kind of sacrilege to go to a fucking Del, Ta- Del yep. Taco. No, it's it's a significant step down. Uh, yo, I I don't really get chicken sandwich a lot. Yo, my childhood memories, my favorite was the Whopper Junior. I used to be a massive Whopper Junior guy when I when I was younger. They were like, fuck, I could go get three of them and knock, <laughs> knock them out. They're still uh, a buck. <laughs> yeah, yo, I do like. Uh, in and out. Okay, I got. I, yeah. But at the end of the day, I do think it's a hair overrated. Uh, when, when you well, you co- as as an East Coaster going to to Cal, it it, it comes it comes with a lot of hype and yo, so much so that it like, would, yeah, because like what, God dude, made this hamburger. When I first got there, I was I, I was all about Five Guys burgers and fries, yeah. and In and Out could S a D go scratch. And 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 it, and I I would always say early on too because it, it gets hyped up so much and you're like I just don't get it because if you don't have good In and Out. Yeah. If if it's not, you know, because when the fries are off, terrible. When yep. the burgers off, terrible. Yep. But if you have if everything's hitting, you know, whoever made the sandwich <sighs> Yo, it's that day still whatever a thin like burger. I, I don't like any any for any burger that you can't take a temp on that's like thin like that, then yes. they're all pretty interchangeable to me. They're yeah. like make McDonald's style patty or whatever. Yo, know, I get it, it's never frozen. It's pretty good. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you it's crap, but I, I'm gonna tell you that that it's over overhyped. And I think the comparison to Five Guys is a lot closer than people in California would like to hear. And they act like, you know, you just walked in and took a dump on the floor when you say that. <laughs> yeah, but there's and, a lot. I mean, Five Guys were popping up a lot out there. Yep. It's not and like and my, was... my main, main issue with, uh, with, with In-N-Out is uh, they have a secret menu, which is like like un- unreal. And on it, one of them are chopped chilies. It's like those, you know, those pepperoncinis in yeah, the jar. Yeah, those yeah. things are absolutely fucking delicious. So, so I think they take them out of the jar and chop them up and just leave them there. And you ask for it with chopped chilies. And I think that's a superior product. But again, it's on a, uh, uh, a secret menu. They're doing themselves a disservice Yo, with that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why would you not want me to have your best? That's like you coming down to my restaurant, ordering, Because they don't keep a stuff. lot of those ingredients. That's why. How, yeah. How's <laughs> the animal style not on the menu? But either way, imagine you come but down to my restaurant. But there is something I like about, you know, feeling like you're in the know. It's the taboo. <sighs> Yo, but if you mysterious. don't on your first time, and, and again, like say you're, you're at the restaurant, you order everything on the menu. You get everything. You're but like, see, Yo, the, man, thi- the thing good. is, though, for, I don't think anybody's first time at In-N-Out is... Without somebody who was like born and raised there, because they're I so they're so eager to like show you their fast food. You know, see, like, my thing though is their fries alone, yeah. without animal style, terrible. are terrible. Yeah. Terrible, yeah, terrible. Hundred percent, so yeah. Like I rather go to Five Guys and get that sloppy peanut oil mess, and I fucking love yeah. it because they are like, oh, here's a bag, and we're just gonna throw as many fucking fries in here as yeah. we can. Yeah, you know, they're amount. upfront with your options. I hate this world where as you're leaving, they're like, ha ha, sucker, you didn't even get yeah. our best item. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. 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 You know, like, I, I would never do that to somebody. I, they're, I, they're the apple of fast food. You, you leave there with a burger, and then two days later, they come out with animal style. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and you need a new fucking USB-C charger for it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can I get a dongle with yeah. my fries? No, the, the the secret menu I, I find like borderline offensive. The fact that I had it like five or six times before I even knew that existed, that ain't right, yeah. man. That just ain't right. Yeah. Yep. That ain't right. That ain't right. 
Well, you know so, what? This episode feels right. Feels right <laughs> to probably end it. We're two hours and 10 minutes in. Joe Rogan length, a Jace. But you know what? There was a lot to talk about. Uh, again, more knowledge was uh, provided on this episode than the first 20 that came before it. We thank you for coming by. Definitely heavy in the uh, culinary world, but what did you expect? He's a fucking chef. <laughs> uh, Justin, uh, where could everybody check you out? What do you want to plug? What restaurant will you be at uh, that maybe some folks can check you out in New York, maybe? So, again, I got some some big projects uh, in the works. I definitely would like to type my Instagram. That's jrockw1, jrockw1. And, uh, yeah, I, I really won't go into it too much. Maybe I can come back when we're a little closer to, sure, yeah. to the, the project un, unleashing and, and uh, going for, for some, some exciting things in, in Orange County. And, uh, yeah, no, just stay tuned on my Instagram. Nice, man. And I want to say, too, man, I'm super proud of you um, for just, like, really going all in on this stuff. It's clearly something you're very passionate about. And, uh, you know, all the all the success that has come, you know, is well-deserved. And, you know, again, we, we've been close since we're younger, going back to... Ever, ever. Yeah, you know, so nice to see people, you know, doing good things and looking forward to your next adventure out there. And, uh, yeah, um, but before we go... Um, we didn't even get to ask about the Windex. Yeah. We'll have to do it next time. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, that, that was that <laughs> you was told a, it well. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was an well. epic night. Um, yep. Really, not much more to tell, you know, other than from your POV. But no, no, you uh, told it well. It's, it's, it's better. Classing. It's better from everybody else's perspective because nobody knew what the hell you were doing, <laughs> and everybody thought you were going to die in my backyard, including my mom, who was. Uh, I don't know you. I don't so want to know you, but I'm taking you to the hospital. <laughs> so um, good. Thank you very much, man. This was this was a, a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate man. the kind words. Glad to have you. Um, come back whenever you want. Anytime you want to plug something. Um, right now, I'm going to plug a few things. At the top, we mentioned it. I'm going to say it again before we let you go. Uh, you know, we need your help once again. We appreciate all the the, the following uh, on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't followed the page, please do that. Um, leave a review if you feel so inclined. Uh, if you're not um, with us on Instagram. That's where we put clips of these episodes. You can get in little bite-sized portions. Also, uh, best place to follow to, to stay up to speed with everything that we're doing. Um, and all the links are always in the notes for you. As always, uh, the YouTube URL right now is atrocious. I'm not even going to try <laughs> and terrible. give that to you. It's it, it'll be in the notes again. It's uh, in all our bios on Instagram. Um, so go check out the video. We need you to vote. You want to DM us, text us. Leave a vote in the comments. Um, Please subscribe there too. Yeah, subscribe. To, I mean, that, that, subscribe. that's the big one. I mean, we need a hundred subscribers before we could change the URL to something that people could actually remember. Um, so help us get there. And uh, we hate to keep on asking you to do stuff, but you know what? You know, I'm willing to pay for it as well. If I got to bribe you with a five dollar Starbucks card, or you know, something in the five dollar range, <laughs> something uh, in the wheelhouse. Yeah, I, I, could, I could do that for you. But you know, for all the people that have checked it out, we probably got like a hundred views or so on it right now. I mean, it just went up, which is awesome. Um, you know, a lot of time, energy, and money went into that, uh, and we hope you enjoy it. So a lot of pain. Yeah, a lot of pain for the guy. I mean, I other than the one that I drank just for entertainment value uh, and the Instagram live. I mean, I you know, you guys are champions, um, and uh, and you guys listening are champions. Thanks for making it through this epic length episode and uh just giving you a lot of content this week yeah a lot of content we had the bonus episode that's a companion to the hot sauce challenge we sat down and spoke with katie uh gave you a little peek behind the curtain as to what everybody was thinking about that night what was breaking them down what was helping them muscle through and uh that's out wherever you get your podcast now so check that out and yeah thanks again for making it this far we appreciate you guys listening shout out india <laughs> just 
growing Crushing every it. week after week, man. Spread so it. yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks again. That's all we have for you today. Hope you enjoy your weekend. Have a great week. Email us. Hope everybody's still got all their fingers intact from 4th of July yesterday. Mm-hmm. Didn't even mention that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. There might have been some people's last weekend with 10 fingers. Yeah, I saw there that. Defi- <laughs> there definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple people. A couple of JPPs out there now. So anyways, thanks again, guys. That's all we have for you. We'll see you next time. We love you. Love Let's you. go, Mets. Woo. Gotta be mindful now. Watch your P's and Q's. Here we go.